is Motor Racing Network Classics, presented by MRN. Good afternoon, everyone. Today, here at Darlington Raceway, they'll run the 36th annual Southern 500, and it may well turn out to be the most dramatic race ever run at this famed old speedway. Certainly, the stakes are the highest anyone has ever played for, that's for sure, not only for Bill Elliott, but maybe for the sport of stock car racing itself. Elliott has a chance here this afternoon to clinch the biggest chunk of prize money ever offered in motor racing, the Winston Million. It's a prize that was offered to the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company for any driver who could win three of the biggest four races on the NASCAR Tour, Mike Joy, and he has beaten tremendous odds already by winning two, had a chance to clinch it three in a row, didn't do it, but has a chance to do it here today. Well, when Winston announced last December at the NASCAR banquet that they would post a $1 million bonus, looking back through the years, Leroy Yarbrough won what was then the Triple Crown, Daytona, uh, Darlington here, and the World 600 at Charlotte. I believe that was 1969. David Pearson, the only other driver to win three out of the four, and it was all but unthinkable last December that anybody would have a shot to win the million dollars, much less dominate the season the way Bill Elliott has. Well, he won the Daytona 500, and he won the Winston 500. Had a shot at the World 600 to sew up a million dollars, didn't do it. But they are more prepared coming here, I think, than they were at Charlotte Motor Speedway back in, in May. The pace car is behind the pit wall. This record crowd is on their feet as we're set to go in the 36th annual Southern 500. They come down to the start-finish line. No green yet. Now it is displayed, and we're underway. As Bill Elliott and David Pearson get down to business, heading for turn one, Elliott breaks free of traffic, and he's out front all by himself. The first of 367 laps, Benny Parsons takes the low route to dump inside of David Pearson and grabs second spot. Elliott leads. Benny is second. Earnhardt battles to the inside of Pearson for third. They're side-by-side, side, heading for turn number three who is going to give it up Pearson now drops back Earnhardt's got the third spot Pearson drops in behind him there's Darrell Waltrip Joe Rutman here comes Tim Richmond strong move by Dale Earnhardt to snare the third spot Richmond comes right up under Joe Rutman that will give him the sixth position as they hustle off turn four it's Elliott Benny Parsons Dale Earnhardt David Pearson and Darrell Waltrip running six now it's Tim Richmond Joe Rutman everybody single file Rutman is seventh eighth is Harry Gant still single file Labonte is ninth ten is Greg Sachs he's being challenged now by Tommy Ellis. Ellis, though, gets back in line. He's 11th. Bill Elliott's got a five-car length lead over Benny Parsons going down into turn number three. Parsons now starts to hear, feel some heat from Dale Earnhardt. He closes within the car length. We're seeing something at Darlington we probably won't see again today, and that's the whole field single file all the way back through about 40th position, and that is no joke. And they're feeling this race surface out. They're, every driver out there has to have a case of nerves in the early going here this afternoon, but they'll all settle down here in a few minutes and get with it. Meanwhile, Elliott's pulled away by 10 car lengths off turn two. Meanwhile, Cale Yarborough has picked up a couple of spots. He's now running in the 20th spot with Valvoline's Ron Bouchard, 21st. Richard Petty up to 22nd. Neil Bonnet back in 23rd. Switch on the second spot. Dale Earnhardt dives to the inside of Benny Parsons in turn three. He's the new challenger to Bill Elliott. Earnhardt storms toward the front. He's the second-place car. Lake Speed makes a move inside Buddy Baker. That's back about 16th position. And here comes Richmond. He's inside of Waltrip and wants the fifth spot. As they make a move to turn number one, you've got to go in single file. Richmond knows that he's back single file. The leader is Elliott. Call it nine. Car lanes on Earnhardt in second. Benny Parsons third. Pearson fourth. Fifth is Waltrip. Richmond is sixth. Richmond now tries to close in on Darrell Waltrip, but that gap stretches just a bit down into turn number three as Waltrip now seems to be reeling in the back bumper of David Pearson. That's the battle developing for the fourth spot between five cars. They come off the corner, still nose to tail, run down the front straightaway, and that field is still pretty much single file all the way back through 40th position here at Darlington with four laps complete. 
And they had this good racing in a way in a sense to watch and find out what they're going to do, what the car is going to do, what the asphalt's going to do before they really get down to some door-to-door and fender-knocking racing. Yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, Barney. They are feeling each other out right now, feeling the asphalt out, even though most of them, they had a good practice session late yesterday afternoon after the sportsman race, and most of them took advantage of it. But still, sometimes the track is a little bit different when they come back here the next day. And so they're feeling the thing out now to see if it is any different, the car is handling any different than the way that it was yesterday. But yes, there'll be some good hard racing a little later on because they were told in the drivers meeting said hey fellas you can't win this race in the first two hours so uh they probably have that in their mind right now but some of them are a little itchy and we'll see them get them up there and get with it back at 15th position rusty wallace made a nifty move underneath to pick up a spot just as he did yesterday for much of the sportsman race he got by lake speed and neil bonnet the leaders are in four right now the lead pack is pulled away just a bit the lead three cars from that still five car battle for the fourth position led by david pearson they're working out of turn four that's what a scramble is going to shape up very shortly will be for fourth spot six laps go on the board as bill elliott now pulls away from dale earnhardt by 15 car lengths earnhardt trying to reel him in the interval there is just about the same there in turn two benny parsons third pearson fourth still single file waltrip is fifth richmond sixth seventh is ruckman eighth is gant 12 car lengths back to ninth place labonte and tenth is Sachs. that's a pretty good battle back there for the final top 10 positions as greg Sachs pressures the current nascar winston cup series champion terry labonte back there tommy ellis ricky rudd phil parsons and here comes rusty wallace to join that project David Pearson begins to slide a bit back through the field. He just lost two spots on this exchange, and Harry Gant is about to go past Pearson. This will be for the seventh spot. As they work into the corner, Pearson and Gant with Labonte right behind him have to pick their way through the corner single file. The only one out of line is Ricky Rudd, and he'll grab a spot from Phil Parsons on the high side as Phil and Rusty Wallace were challenging Rudd. The leaders now working in turns three and four. Earnhardt seems to be cutting down the margin on Bill Elliott. Meanwhile, the battle still raging for the fourth spot. Walter, Richmond, and Rutman scream out of turn four. Got to be a good scramble back there for ninth, tenth, and eleventh position. As far as that goes, all the way back through about sixteenth, there's been some fender banging there going off the corner as Ricky Rudd is caught up in that down in turn one. As Ricky Rudd gets in line ahead of Tommy Ellis, Cale Yarborough has moved up another position, now running nineteenth. Ahead of him is Bodine in eighteenth, and right behind Cale, now by some eight car lanes, running in the 20th spot is Ron Bouchard, Richard Petty 21st, Neil 22nd, Kyle Petty 23rd. Just a moment ago, a little trouble on the car we thought would be very competitive this afternoon. Morgan Shepard and the Carolina Tool Chevrolet had a little bit of a problem in the back of the pack. Here comes Jeff Bodine. He's inside of Bobby Hillen to pick up a spot. Bodine has started in 17th position. He'll pick up and move up into the top 15 as Morgan Shepard will bring his car to pit road. Nine, make it ten laps complete this time by in the Southern 500. Bill Elliott's lead was one second. Now it's been cut to four car lengths on Dale Earnhardt. They're well out in front of Benny Parsons. Fourth is Darrell Waltrip. Fifth is Tim Richmond. Sixth is Joe Rutman. Harry Gantz now seventh. Terry Labonte's just moved into eighth, kicking David Pearson back to ninth. Greg Sachs and Ricky Rudd side by side for tenth. Kyle Larson brings his Chevy in four tires to no go racing fuel. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's here for Ryan Blaney, four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak. The NASCAR season is here and Toyota Racing is looking for clashers. Did you clash at the Coliseum with your favorite Toyota drivers? Clashing with the HOA who won't let you carve bell number 20 into your lawn. Or maybe your Tyler Reddick shirt clashed with your pants while meeting the in-laws. If you're a clasher, 
then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National Association for Stock Car Auto Racing Inc. The Southern 500 has started out to be a replay of the Trans-South 500 here in the spring between Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt, and they get at it and almost get out of shape in turn one. Earnhardt thought about trying to pass Elliott to the high side between one and two. He couldn't do it. Now he tries to challenge again off the number two corner down the back stretch. Earnhardt goes to the whip in the Wrangler Chevrolet, looks to the inside, but Elliott wins the drag race down into turn three. Elliott scores for third. Thunderbird goes up to the high side. Earnhardt looks down low. Earnhardt wants the lead. He's one of the most aggressive drivers in the business, and he told me that he can win this race here this weekend. He said, we have the car, the engine, and the team to do it, and I like this racetrack. He's putting the heat on Bill Elliott in the early going here this afternoon. And Elliott knows the pressure that's on him right now as he works off turn two. They'll go around the Vinton Motors Ford of Buddy Arrington. Nose to tail this time by Earnhardt. Looks to the inside. He wants a piece of Elliott. He pulls up to the quarter panel on the course Ford, but then drops back in the line. Single file into turn three. Both those cars now right up to the wall. Now Earnhardt drops down to the low side in a bid for the lead. Good battle for fourth spot as well as Richmond hounds Waltrip up in turn three. Both cars in the lead take it way high up toward the wall and come past the start-finish stripe back to turn one. Single file, they'll get to run about another half a lap before they hit race traffic. They've got about eight cars directly ahead of them. A number of cars further back in the pack, quite loose off the number two corner, including Pancho Cotter, the Indy 500 pole sitter. He's at 31st and struggling. The leader's almost a half a straightaway ahead now of the Benny Parsons car in third. They're coming up on the slower traffic. Slick Johnson and Ken Reagan. Earnhardt again looks to the inside, but that lap traffic is dead ahead. Earnhardt may get the spot. He does. He dives underneath Bill Elliott just as they came out of turn number four, and Dale Earnhardt takes the lead in the Southern 500 and pulls him back into turn number one. We may see that kind of racing all day long. They're in turn one. They go around Ken Reagan as a cloud begins to cover up overhead here at the Darlington Raceway. Mike Waltrip and Eddie Beerswall are next to pass to the leaders. Earnhardt now with three car lanes on Elliott. Earnhardt pulling away, and the Wrangler Chevrolet dives into turn three, coming up on the Eddie Beerswall car. Some smoke coming from the rear tires of the Wrangler the Chevrolet testimony that Earnhardt is letting it all out in the beginning of the Southern 500. 15 laps are complete here at Darlington. Earnhardt told us yesterday he likes his chances here this afternoon. They are, Bonnie. Uh, we've worked awful hard this year getting things back together. We've just come off a win at Bristol. The car's working good and running good. And we qualified fifth. Uh, I feel like our chances are good here. We qualified eighth last race here and ran real good. And, you know, we got a little time yet to practice and get the car dialed in for the race. And, you know, the way things look right now, I feel like we'll be competitive. David Pearson has coasted his Chattanooga 2-4 to the garage area, joining Morgan Shepard with the Bobby Hawkins car, the Carolina Tool entry. Both those cars are in the garage as Dale Earnhardt leads the Southern 500. Bill Elliott rides second. Third is Benny Parsons. Fourth is Darrell Waltrip in the fifth spot. In a hotly contested battle is Joe Rutman, and right on his bumper is sixth place, Tim Richmond. Seventh is Harry Gant. Eighth is the 44 of Terry Labonte. Pearson was running ninth. That'll move Ricky Rudd up to the ninth spot and Greg Sachs, 10th. 11th is Phil Parsons. 12th is Rusty Wallace. 13th is Tommy Ellis. 14th is Lake Speed. 15th, Jeff Bodine. And the 16th spot would be Buddy Baker. 17th is Bobby Hillen. 18th is Cale Yarborough. 19th is Ron Bouchard. And in the 20th spot, Richard Petty. Just ahead of Neil Bonnet, Kyle Petty, Bobby Allison, Dave Marcus, and A.J. Foyt. Let's go to the garage. Well, David Pearson has coasted the Chattanooga 2 Ford into the garage area and out of it. David, what went wrong? Well, Ned, it, it blowed up. Uh, of course, you know, I don't know what's wrong with it. It never has really run like we thought felt like it should have run, you know, right off the bat. But uh, I don't know. Looked like you got some battle scars here on the left side. Yeah, Harry Gant going in three over there. He was 
of course, I didn't think he was going to try to come by me because he wasn't even up beside me, and he run right on in there, and of course, there wasn't enough room for both of us. Well, we're sorry to see you out of it this early. I know that you had your hopes real high for this race. Well, I did. Like I say, the car was handling perfect. We couldn't ask for it no better, but it just wasn't going up straight away. Okay, David Pearson, a former winner of this event, out of it. And let's correct the situation. Uh, the car number 16 of Morgan Shepard. Trouble, trouble. Yeah. Trouble in turn four, and a fire erupts from the back of Phil Parsons' car as he and Rusty Wallace have slammed into the wall. The fire, Wallace's car scraping along the wall, down the front straightaway, still under fire. Now the fires go out, and we can see Wallace trying to get out of the car frantically. Phil Parsons' car comes to a stop at the exit of turn four on the inside of the racetrack. That was a tremendous battle ongoing for the 11th position. Jeff Bodine had just moved underneath Rusty Wallace and was trying to take Lake Speed and Phil Parsons with him. Speed and Greg Sachs avoided the incident, but Phil Parsons and Rusty Wallace got together and came slamming into the fourth turn retaining wall. It'll bring out the first caution of the day here on lap 22 as Dale Earnhardt leads the field back to the caution flag. We'll see a lot of cars on pit road. Here is Jeff Bodine in immediately, the Bobby Hawkins car with Morgan Shepard has come back out of the garage area and will go back out there. Let's go to the pits and Ned. It'll be interesting to see how many does come down the pit road, Barney. We were about to say that they had worked on Morgan Shepard's car and were about to send him back out. Jeff Bodine is on pit road. Benny Parsons also scheduled to come down pit road. So a number of them will come in and make adjustments during this caution period and perhaps change the right side tires. Jeff Bodine quickly got two right side tires and got away before the pace car came out. So now with Earnhardt on pit road, the safety car will make its appearance on pit road. Let's go back up to Mark Garrow. We see that Phil Parsons is climbing out of his very badly injured Skull Bandit Chevrolet and being attended to now by the safety crews. That car is really used up. Phil Parsons was down at the bottom of the racetrack and he simply pinched him and Rusty Wallace up to the wall. Rusty ran out of racing room, and they really impacted that wall very, very hardly. But Phil Parsons now jumps over the pit, row, pit wall. He is okay. Well, that was a fierce five-car battle going on for about the 11th spot, and you just can't get three cars wide here at Darlington without somebody ending up in the fence. Ned? Phil Parsons is walking to us first to Phil. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine, Ned. What happened there? I guess I cut a tire down there. I was uh, getting under Rusty to take over whatever position that was, and... Uh, Something broke, and I believe it was a tire, and it just turned right into the wall. Well, we're glad that you're okay. Sorry to see your skull bandit torn up. Yeah, I think we had a good shot at him today to have a good finish, but not today. Likewise, Rusty Wallace is out of his car. He is all right. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and Starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Back under green at the Darlington Raceway with Dale Earnhardt leading Cale Yarborough and Bill Elliott. They're off turn two. Those three cars have already picked their way around race traffic. Running in fourth spot, Jeff Bodine. He'll work around Poncho Carter and take Tim Richmond, Darrell Waltrip, and Harry Gant with him. Top three cars streaking away from the rest of the field now as Bill Elliott closes within three car lengths of Cale Yarborough. That's for the second spot. Jeff Bodine leads a torrid battle for fourth. Right behind him, Tim Richmond, Darrell Waltrip, and Harry Gant. A lot of cars that made late pit stops like Kyle Petty, Benny Parsons at Lake Speed and Richard Petty all stacked up way in the back of the pack and allows the leaders a pretty good run away from the field. Let's call it some 12 car lanes or so between third place Bill Elliott and fourth place Jeff Bodine. Everybody running on that white line that separates the lower groove from the upper groove here at Darlington. They're back in three. Everybody single file down into turn number three. The banking 18 degrees in turns three and four at Darlington. You enter low then you ride up high just like Dale Earnhardt is and you go up to the concrete wall then cut it head for the finish line. Scramble's going to be back there for fourth spot. Jeff Bodine is feeling some heat from Tim Richmond as he's all over him out of turn number four and they'll race back into turn number one. Field beginning to get strung out again very quickly here after this restart. It's Earnhardt now by five car lengths off turn two. And again it's single file all the way back. That fourth place battle coming through one and two. You're going to go single file. Bodine in fourth. Fifth is Richmond. Sixth wall trip. Seventh Gantt. Joe Ruppin now trying to close in on the back bumper of Harry Gant to make that a five-car battle for the fourth position. Meanwhile, Bill Elliott goes after the number two spot in turn four. Bill Elliott on the low side of Cale Yarbrough brings the crowd to its feet as they chase the Chevrolet of Earnhardt. Elliott has the inside. It's Cale by a full car length, though, at the start-finish drive, and Bill will have to drop in line for turn one. As they work their way through the corner now, we were watching Benny Parsons, who just about bought the wall, coming off the number two corner, but good veteran driving. He kept it pointed in the right direction. While Yarbrough and Elliott battle, Earnhardt pulls away to the lead. That battle continues to be red hot for the second spot. Earnhardt taking it to advantage to pull away from them. But here comes Bill Elliott again as Jarborough goes high in turn three. He cuts to the inside. They're side by side in turn four. Elliott gets the spot and give him all the credit in the world. He's racing for a million dollars here this afternoon. And you would think he would pick and choose and be extremely careful. Not so. Well, I won't say he's not being careful, but he's come to race. And he's proving it right now as he just took that spot away from Cale Yarborough and working off number two, and they're in the backstretch. At the same time, that fourth place battle on back now beginning to close just a bit on Yarborough and Elliott off the number two corner down the back chute. Bill Elliott immediately starts to leave Cale Yarborough. He sets his sights on that blue and yellow Wrangler Chevrolet up ahead by some ten current lengths. Meanwhile, the battle for fourth, Richmond is knocking on the back door of Jeff Bodine. Waltrip is right there, and so too is Harry Gant. That's a four-car battle for the spot as Elliott begins to wear down the margin of Dale Earnhardt. That now is a similar groove the two drivers are taking. They do seem to go up a bit higher through the turn than they were earlier. Kale Yarborough went awfully high this time through number two. Nearly nicked the wall, but he gathered it back in in time. It's been tough sledding in the back of the field for Benny Parsons, who made that late pit stop. He's been trapped behind Tommy Ellis as they work around some slower traffic, and he's in danger of falling even farther back to the leaders. They're out of turn four. Parsons scrubbed the wall just coming through turn two a moment ago. He ran up on some lap traffic, and the slow car moved up on him, and he tagged the wall apparently didn't do that much damage to the car. For Cale Yarborough, he wants to win the Southern 500 again. He came here in the spring, had to qualify the second day, lost a motor, and fell out early in the race. In fact, the last two times here, last year in the Southern 500, he had problems and didn't finish well. He wants to win today. He starts in the middle of the pack, and he knows his work is cut out for him. That about it. I had rather start up front here than anywhere else on the circuit. Uh, it's a tough racetrack, and uh, mainly to pass on, and you just it just takes you time to work your way up uh, to the front, and you got some, you know, the guys are sitting up front with the clear sailing, they'll be gone before you can uh, get out of the traffic and get to them. But 
you know, like I say, we have no control of it, and it's just one of those things we'll have to live with. He currently rides in third spot, starting back in 22nd, so he's given the car a pretty good ride so far. Dale Earnhardt's the leader. He's ahead of Bill Elliott by about a second, but Elliott contends to chop up, continues to chop up the asphalt as he chases him down, and he's cutting the margin. Well, he is, Barney. It's down to about 95 one-hundredths of a second. He's picking off a couple of hundredths a lap. He's not really making any serious inroads into Earnhardt's lead right now. The battle is back at fourth position, and it's about to be for third, as Jeff Bodine and Tim Richmond are catching up to Cale Yarborough. They're within three car lengths of Cale Yarborough, so that'll be a battle shortly. Further back at around 14th position, Buddy Baker moves to the inside of Bobby Allison going into number one, and Baker takes over 14th. Bobby now 15th. Bouchard is 16th. 17th is Richard Petty. Good battle for third now, Dive down into turn three. Jeff Bodine along with Richmond, Waltrip, and Gann have caught Kale Yarborough. The handle has gone away on the Hardy's four, and he's feeling the pressure. And there's going to be five cars running for that number three spot here in just a moment. Less than a half a car length separate them as they cross the start-finish line and work back toward turn number one. Clouds continue to float over the speedway here. We had just a few raindrops a moment ago that slowed the race for a lap or two, but the forecast isn't all that bad today. About a 30% chance of any scattered shower activity. Kale Yarborough feeling a little pressure in the backstretch. Five cars in that pack with Jeff Bodine leading the way as they look to the back bumper of Kale Yarbrough down into turn three. Yarbrough cannot keep the car at the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Bodine on the bottom side. He's not sticking that well down there either, and Bodine has to slip back up in line midway between three and four. They're single file down the front straightaway. Yarborough, Bodine, Richmond, Waltrip, and Harry Gann all shuffling for third spot. That's got to be most tantalizing for Bodine because he'd love to try and pass Kale, making it two breasts through the corner, but he knows that's not the way through here at Darlington, so off number two, it's still Yarborough in third, holding everybody else at bay. Single file down into turn three. They're coming up on Clark Dwyer to lap him. Tommy Houston, the late model sportsman ace, has dropped off the pace. He comes down on the apron of the racetrack in turn four. Here comes that battle for third. It's still a scramble back there for that third spot as there's about five cars contesting that spot as 51 laps go up on the board here at Darlington, South Carolina, the Southern 500. And Ned Jarrett, just a moment ago, Bill Elliott kind of proved something to everyone here when he tackled Cale Yarborough this early in the race to take the spot away from him for the number two position, and he did it coming off turn four. Not the easiest place on the racetrack to pass on, Barney, and uh, it did show that he came here to race, and, of course, he came here to win this race, but it was a little surprising this early in the race, but he knows how well his car is is working and if it is working well that is not that bad of a place but setting from our vantage point it does look like it's a tough place to try to pass well i think he's probably up there racing it'll keep the harder he races the more less his mind will be on that million dollars this afternoon third spot has just changed as jeff bodine took it away from kale yarborough and bringing around with him in the draft will come tim richmond now to move up into the fourth position dropping kale back to fifth there's a problem in turn two. It's Greg Sachs who just takes the right front side of his automobile and rakes it against the wall. The classic Darlington stripe for the Dygard Miller beer entry, and Sachs now is on the apron of the racetrack heading around towards the pit area. Good piece of driving to save that car and wisely keeps it out against the wall until traffic behind him clears, so Greg Sachs gets the car down on the apron of the track, and he'll be on pit road, and we will remain under green. 57 laps on the board here at Darlington, South Carolina. If you just joined our broadcast, we've had one caution flag earlier this afternoon involving Rusty Wallace and Phil Parsons. It was a hard one coming out of turn number four, and both those drivers are all right, but both have retired their cars. And here is Greg Sachs on pit road, and you can see that big Darlington stripe on the right side of the car. Let's go down to Ned. Well, that's a little bit more than a stripe, Barney. That right front is bashed in pretty good on that car. He'll lose a lot of time here in the green flag, but I'm sure they'll try to make repairs and get him back out there. In open field running, Bill Elliott's able to cut some of Dale Earnhardt's lead, but in traffic, Earnhardt is flying up through the traffic. 
two seconds was the lead a moment ago. Now it's down to about 1.8. And Elliott has a similar margin, actually much more of a margin, back to third place Jeff Bodine. As the leaders come to start finish, Bodine's coming off turn four, and he's five and a half seconds behind the second place car. Dick Brooks, who's covering the back pits here this afternoon. Tommy Houston fell out a moment ago, and maybe we can get a word with him a little bit later. But, Dick, you've been watching the race over there in that second turn, and that's a caution is coming out of the speedway. Caution is coming out. It'll be the second one this afternoon. A double file restart as Harold Kinder waves the green and Bill Elliott is at the head of the pack. Let's see how quick he can get away from everyone. Earnhardt latches onto him and hangs right on as they head down to turn number one as Elliott tries to shake him. Those have been the two quickest cars here today. They're still locked together as they hit turn two. Meanwhile, third runner Jeff Bodine got sandwiched in behind Trevor Boys and had to give just a bit in the close quarters of the corner. So Bodine drops a bit behind Elliott and Earnhardt. He goes beside Trevor Boys now to the outside and takes away that spot. He has now got clear sailing to the leaders. Harry Gant goes by behind Gant, Daryl Waltrip, Tim Richmond, Joe Rutman, and Cale Yarborough. And again, a big stack up at the back of the pack. It's Terry Labonte, Bobby Allison, Ricky Rudd, and Betty Parsons all try to fight some of the lapped cars to come up through the field. Leader single file into one. Harry Gant making his presence known as he hounds in right behind Jeff Bodine. The front four, Elliott, Earnhardt, then eight car lanes to Bodine and Gant. Eight more car lanes back to fifth place, Bonnet. Sixth is Richmond, seventh Rutman, eighth Yarborough. Harry Gann just a car length away from Jeff Bodine as he pressures him down into turn number three. Both of the cars ride up high, riding the same groove through three turns three and four. Gant has the fourth spot. And there's no contest for first or second right now as both of those have comfortable margins. The battle's going to be for third and for fifth position here in just a moment as they work back into turn number one. Gant tried to make a pass going into turn number one and really had second thoughts as he got in there. And wisely so because Bodine came off the low side and take care of the low side of the racetrack. Trevor Boys has found the wall in turn number two. He really scrapes it up and bashes the bumper and the fender's in on the tire. He'll be coming around for some pit service. But we'll stay under as the field heads for turn three and four. Elliott has now pulled away from Dale Earnhardt by almost two seconds as they work back to the line. 67 laps go on the board, and they head back to turn one. So the leader continues as Bill Elliott. We were talking earlier about the fact that fifth place on back were trying to close in. Well, they have done so noticeably. Fifth place, Waltrip, and sixth place, Tim Richmond, running together are merely four car lanes down to Harry Gant. So the battle will be shaping up here in a second. Bodine, Gant, then those two cars, Waltrip and Richmond. Pretty good tussle for the seventh spot. Cale Yarbrough dives to the inside of Joe Rutman's Folger Chevrolet, but Rutman slams the door as they dive into turn number three. Yarbrough's eighth, ninth is Neil Bonnet. 22 cars are on the lead lap here at Darlington. Elliott the leader, Earnhardt in second. Third is Bodine, fourth is Harry Gant, fifth is Waltrip, sixth is Richmond, seventh is Rutman, and the eighth spot is Cale Yarbrough, ninth is Neil Bonnet, tenth. It's Terry Levani and the rest of the field's in one. As they work their way through with Ricky Rudd going into the 11th spot, 12th is Bobby Allison, 13th Bobby Hillensky, 14th is Benny Parsons, next in line, 15th Lake Speed, 16th is Kyle Petty, Buddy Baker, 17th, 18th is Richard Petty, 19th Ron Bouchard. And in the garage area is Greg Sachs. He pulled American Miller Buick into the garage. Greg, what happened over there that got you into the wall? Well, I was going down in the first turn looking to the outside of Bobby Hill in there, and uh, we come up on a lap car, and I just run out of room on the outside and got in a wall. Did too much damage for them to repair? No, I don't believe so. It bent the uh, lower board joint A-frame. I think we'll be out for the day. Okay, Greg Sachs, so you're watching now. Been some good racing going on back in the pack. Jimmy Means and Bobby Hill and Jr. had been really 
trading some paint and sheet metal as they worked their way around the racetrack here a moment ago, along with Bobby Allison, who was right in the thick of that also. But the front of the field right now is a lot of daylight up there with 70 laps on the board as Bill Elliott's. So far, everything has gone according to plan. He leads Dale Earnhardt by more than three seconds, and they're in front of Eli Gold. And everything is pretty well spread out at this point. Elliott's groove at this moment through one and two, far smoother and noticeable than that of Dale Earnhardt. Elliott able to go on one line. Earnhardt's drifting up a good bit, coming off the number two corner. Everybody strung out just a little bit back there. There was a battle for the ninth spot between Yarborough, Rutman, and Bonnet. And now Bonnet, uh, Rutman, and Rutman is now dropped to the back of that pack. Meanwhile, behind him, a pretty good two-car battle. Terry Labonte and Ricky Rudd have been coming through the pack together. They're trying to draft to the front. Ricky Rudd moving right up on the back bumper of Terry Labonte and those two drivers wisely, warily watching each other but not running side by side because they're about a third of a lap behind the leader. All those front nine cars are pretty well strung out, but for the battle back at the eighth position, and just behind them, Bobby Allison, Benny Parsons, bumper to bumper. Likewise, Bobby Hillen with Lake Speed's car. Bill Elliott has everything exactly in his corner at this stage of the race. The car is working well enough that he can pick and choose where he wants to run on the racetrack because he is the leader. He can also set the pace and keep himself away from traffic in front and behind and give himself a lot of daylight. The only thing he told us earlier this week was that they came here mechanically prepared as you can be. The rest is up to luck. Well, I feel like a car's in good shape, and you know the way racing always is. You do the best you can do. You put together everything you can, as good as you can, and hope it stays together. That's all you can do. Bill Elliott has opened up a 3.2-second lead on Dale Earnhardt, Harry Gant, Jeff Bodine, Darrell Waltrip, and the rest of the field here in the Southern 500. And as Ernie Elliott said yesterday, they could have, but they did not go conservative, put a taller gear in the car, maybe adjust the setup so that the car would last. They came here to race. And we'll run all that the very same we ran in April, no different. Of course, in April, they ended up in victory lane. 75 of 367 laps are complete. 99 laps completed. Darlington Caution will come out for an incident in turn one. It's H.B. Bailey's car, the Almeida Auto Parts entry from Houston, Texas. Something broke on the automobile. He was running all by his lonesome just entering turn number one. The racetrack turned, but the car did not. And now as he rides all the way around the outside of the racetrack, up along the retaining wall, H.B. Bailey's car, smoking as it is, comes to a rest just off turn number two, nestled up against the outside retaining wall. So we are under caution. H.B. Bailey of Houston, Texas, the reason. At the time of the caution, the front five had pretty much stabilized themselves. Elliott, the leader, Gant in second, Earnhardt third, Bodine fourth, and Waltrip fifth. But from sixth on back, there'd been a lot of shuffling. Sixth now belonged to Cale Yarborough. Joe Rutman had moved up into seventh. Eighth was Tim Richmond. Ninth was Neil Bonnet. And tenth was Ricky Rudd. Benny Parsons was posted 11th at the time of the caution. Terry Labonte was 12th. 13th was Buddy Baker. 14th was Bobby Allison. And 15th was Ron Bouchard. Those were the only cars left on the lead lap at 99 laps just prior to the caution coming out here. We're under green and back into turn one. The cars that were a lap down have been unable to get a lap back. Meanwhile, Rutman and Richmond do stay ahead of the race leader, Harry Gant. Everybody single file until you get to sixth spot, where it's Earnhardt trying to get by the lap traffic of Richard Petty. Joe Rutman, four car lengths ahead of Tim Richmond as Harry Gant starts to close in as he tries to put Richmond's old Milwaukee Pontiac down a lap. Meanwhile, Jeff Bodine is separated from the leader, Gant, by the lap car of Bobby Hillen. Off turn four, back to start finish. Bill Elliott threads the needle between Kyle and Richard Petty as it's heavy race traffic from about sixth spot on back. They're back in one. The leader is Harry Gant. He had an idea to try and put Tim Richmond a lap down. He elected not to do it. One car backpedaling just a bit. Kyle Petty losing about four spots on the racetrack. 
Cubs still has been unable to tuck back in. The leaders are in three. Pretty good lead for the battle for the fifth spot. Darrell Waltrip, Cale Yarborough, and Neil Bonnet going down into turn three. They're working on Richard Petty down there as the leaders now. Harry Gant works on Tim Richmond. Good battle going on up there as Richmond is trying to get himself back on that lead, or he is on the lead lap, but he's trying to stay ahead of Harry Gant as they go door to door, and it was almost a fender rubbing. Harry Gant, Rutman still on the tail end of the lead lap. Behind Gant, the other leaders are in single file formation. Two lap cars separate Jeff Bodine and the leader Harry Gant. Tim Richmond and Bobby Hillen. Bodine now slides up high in turn three. Here comes Dale Earnhardt. They're battling for second side by side. Earnhardt's car may be working now as well as it was at the start of this race as he comes off turn number four and picks off a spot from Bodine. It'll move him up to second in the parade and already they're back in turn one. And trying to work their way around Bobby Hillen. That's the assignment now for Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt looks to the inside of Hillen's car. Bobby is not on the lead lap, remember, while Earnhardt runs ahead of Jeff Bodine. Both of them now moving inside of Hillen. Midway down the back straightaway, he is drawn even with Bobby Hillen. Hillen up to the high side, lets both Dale Earnhardt and Jeff Bodine by. Here comes Bill Elliott. He goes to the inside of Hillen, and now he tucks in behind Bodine. Then I guess Elliott has to have second thoughts because he knows what's going on up in that front pack and he knows what kind of a charger Dale Earnhardt is and he doesn't mind hanging a race car out and I think he's going to pick and choose this time when he decides to move on up there. This is the time of the race that he needs to do that, Barney. When he was making those moves, he passed Dale Yarborough a little while ago. Of course, one thing that he had tremendous confidence in Dale Yarborough and in his own car that he knew what he could do. But when you're in the pickups the way he is there right now, he will have to pitch pick and choose a little bit more, and I think we'll see him do that. And there's enough race traffic ahead. Should there be an accident, it'd almost be impossible for him to avoid it because this racetrack blocks up in a hurry. Here's Kyle Petty working his way out of turn number four, moving up a notch in the field. It's amazing to me when they put him under green how fast this field gets strung out all the way around this racetrack. It does so very quickly, Barney. The cars that are on the move, again, trying to scramble, especially the drive. Trouble of one car has lost an engine. Looks like Eddie Beerswell down toward turn number one. Starter Harold Kinder has a look at it, but so far he's holding the car flag it has not been issued and nobody looks to be slipping and sliding too badly down toward turn number one Birchwell coasts around by Eli Gold. And he's heading immediately down the back pit area, so he is already off the racetrack. There's such a wide track apron here that Beerswell was quickly about two or three lanes away from everybody else once he got into the corner. Meanwhile, the leader's coming by now. They're in turns one and two. The leader is Harry Gant. He has about 15 car lanes, if not more, on Earnhardt, who is second. Then the lap car of Richmond. Then third place, Bodine, fourth, Elliott. Bodine has his hands full with Bill Elliott. They're locked up behind Tim Richmond down into turn three. Give a call to Ron Bouchard. His car may be battered, but he's coming through the pack and as a house of fires up to 10th after passing Terry Labonte a lap ago. 114 laps are completed. Darlington in the Southern 500. The rain clouds have moved away. It's just overcast now, making it a little bit cooler for the drivers out there. Give a call to Joe Rutman, too, because he's run a good race here this afternoon. Nobody's been able to put him a lap down, although Harry Gant's been working on him. And a moment ago, he and Elliott had some er good battles earlier this afternoon in the same situation. And Eli Goldie's doing a good job. Doing an awfully fine job. As a matter of fact, you can see how hard Hart Earnhardt is uh, working, or I should say Harry Gant working, trying to get by Joe Rutman and put him a lap down. Harry really smoking the tires as he comes off the corner, but no luck, says Joe Rutman. He'll stay right where he is. We were watching A.J. Foyt last time by. He really was slipping and sliding off the number two corner. He is just headed down the back pit area, nearing to Dick Brooks as the leaders work off turn number two. Still Harry Gant, but now Earnhardt right behind him, and Earnhardt wants the lead. He'll make a move to the inside off the number two corner. The Wrangler Chevrolet Challenge Challenges the Chevrolet of Harry Gant to the inside. He wins the drag race to turn three. He's the brand new leader. Immediately pulls away from Gant by two car lengths as he closes in on Joe Rutman to try to put him down a lap. Earnhardt has been absolutely fearless in traffic, whether it's racing for the lead or racing around lap cars. We saw early in the event 
when he was leading, how he could dice with the traffic, cut right through it, and extend his lead over Bill Elliott by a couple of seconds. Just pulled a similar kind of move on Harry Gant, got it underneath him, right alongside with the interest to turn three, and said, I'm not going to lift, well, no matter what you do. Well, Gant, he took his foot out of the throttle, and Earnhardt got the lead. He'll put Joe Rutman a lap down at turn number three, shoot on by, and 117 laps will go up on the board next time by. No change in the front five. Quickly, let's go to Dick Brooks in the back pit road. Yeah, Bobby Allison come down pit row and uh, has made a long, long stop. They put in five quarts of oil. Uh, there's oil running out from under the car, so I don't know if they've got a leak in a hose or, or if he's just got uh, just using up an excess of oil somewhere. Uh, that doesn't generally happen. These cars hold about five gallons of oil, and unless there's an awful excessive amount of oil being used somewhere, uh, there's plenty to go all day, and it doesn't show to be on the car anyplace. But there's a little bit dripping out from underneath. So, uh, uh, and A.J. Foyt come down uh, waving his arms, and, uh, and uh, they put some right side tires on him, and he waved his arms on out of pit row. So uh, he's having a good day. Allison driving the Ford today. He's been a Bu in a Buick for most of the season. He's brought the Ford, though, to a couple of races. At 122 laps on the board here at Darlington of the 367 that comprised the Southern 500, this is the way they're running. The leader is Dale Earnhardt. Gant rides second, third is Bodine in fourth position right now. That's Bill Elliott. He's in good shape. He's just pacing himself, and everything so far has gone his way this afternoon. Currently in fifth position, that's Cale Yarborough. Back in sixth is Darrell Waltrip. Seventh is Neil Bonnet. The eighth position belongs to Ricky Rudd. Ninth is Benny Parsons. Ron Bouchard is up in that top ten. He's posted tenth at the rundown at 119. Eleventh, Buddy Baker. And the last car on the lead lap would be 44 of Terry Labonte, the Piedmont Airlines machine, and that's the way they're running here. A moment ago, a couple of those cars having problems on that pit stop and got squeezed back on the tail end of the lead lap. That was the Joe Rutman car and Tim Richmond's car, and perhaps Ned Jarrett can update us on what happened there. Barney was a little bit confusing, I'm sure, to the fans here. It was confusing to me when it first happened. They came down, the five cars, uh, Dale Earnhardt, Jeff Budine, Harry Gant, Tim Richmond, and Joe Rutman came down pit road immediately after the caution came out before the caution car got out there to pick up Bill Elliott, who was leading the race at the time. Okay, Earnhardt and Bodine and Gant were about four or five seconds ahead of Rutman and Richmond. So they got their service, got back out before Bill Elliott came back around the next time to come down pit road. So they, Elliott did not pass them on pit road, but he did pass the 27 car of Tim Richmond and the four car of Joe Rutman. So when they got their service finished, they went back out. Of course, they passed Bill Elliott on pit road, which unlapped them momentarily, but he put them at the tail end of the lead lap. So it was just a matter, really, of them uh, making that pit stop a little bit too earlier before they caught up to the field. In the fact, now, if Bill Elliott had come in the pits, they'd have been okay, but he didn't. He stayed out there and was still running at a pretty good clip until the pace car picked him up. Well, that's the danger of pitting before that pace car gets on the racetrack and before you catch the leader. There's, there's no way a car that's running 10 or 12 seconds behind the leader can make a pit stop and be the race leader without falling to the tail end of the lead lap. Earnhardt this time by got a just about 10 degrees to sideways coming off turn number four as he works lap traffic now down at turn one. As they work through the corner, Earnhardt has to pick his way around both Slick Johnson and the Trevor Boys guy, but there's no chance for Harry Gant to make up appreciable distance because he too is in traffic. Back behind the leaders, a good battle developing for the 8th, ninth, and 10th position. Ron Bouchard has really caught fire. That Valvoline Buick has been running very strong. He's pressuring 
Benny Parsons and Ricky Rudd for the eighth position down the back straightaway into turn three. Coming up on some very heavy traffic, but Bouchard's car handling very well at this juncture of the race. Team has really turned around since Jake Elder went over there and they hired a few people and they let a few folks go. But Jake is a good organizer and he's one of the best chassis men in the business. He came here with Bill Elliott a few years ago and that was Elliott's first Winston Cup pole. He won it here at Darlington, South Carolina with Jake kind of giving him some pointers on setting the chassis. And I now I, I imagine right now Jake would like that favor return, but I don't think it's going to happen. Well, I think so, Barney. But if this if there's any one track that you need a good chassis, man, certainly this is it. And Bouchard is optimistic. He, Paula and uh, their three-week-old son, Chad Edward, is making his first Winston Cup appearance. was down in the garage area looking at things around uh, yesterday. Understood he tried to get somebody's ride as well. It's not bad for three weeks. No, I wouldn't, wouldn't think so. <laughs> Harry Gant caught in traffic, just heading off turn number two and has to get out of the throttle for just a moment as he eases off the number two corner as 128 laps go up on the board. Cale Yarbrough having a pretty good run here this afternoon. He's been up front most of the day, no further back than seventh or eighth since they started the race. And Cale has been coming here for a lot of years, crawled under the fence to see his first race here back in the 50s and got in a race car when he wasn't even old enough to drive one a long, long time ago. But he still says that this place demands more driver ability than any racetrack they go to. And if you can't drive a race car, you'll find it out in a hurry. Absolutely. This is a driver's racetrack. And not only with uh, driving skill, but uh, the skill of being able to concentrate. Uh, you have to concentrate uh, 100% of the time here for 500 miles or you won't finish. And it's uh, definitely a driver's and a thinking man's racetrack. Earnhardt has a very comfortable lead over the rest of the field right now, but it's hard to tell who's playing possum out there today. You can be sure Elliott's running the kind of race he wants to. The big thing he wants is to just stay away from everyone as much as he can, have all the daylight in the world that if trouble breaks out, he has a chance to get away from everyone. But for the moment, he is caught in traffic a little bit, Mike Joy. He is, Barney, but he's been able to hold about 2 to 2.3 seconds on Harry Gant. Both the front two drivers are well out ahead of traffic. Meanwhile, Bill Elliott is going to have to try to lap past Joe Rutman as they move up around one slower car. That's Trevor Boys who's holding up the middle groove up in front of Mark Garrow. Well, he's trapped behind Trevor Boys. He also had some trouble with Slick Johnson, so in the meantime, he is sandwiched between those two cars, and they're holding up his progress pretty good. Bill Elliott's progress to win the Winston Million is right on target so far, but there's a long ways to go here at Darlington, South Carolina. From the Darlington International Raceway, this is MRN, the Motor Racing Network. 136 laps are down here at Darlington, and this may be one of the stages in the race where everyone just gets out there and rides for a while because they're pretty well spread out. Trouble for the second time this afternoon. Trevor Boyce has found the wall here at Darlington, this time in turn number four. He was all by his lonesome. He is working down in the turn. Everything looked okay. Then apparently something went wrong on the front of that race car. Maybe a blown right front tire or something in the chassis because the car took a hard right-hand turn and went smack dab into the wall at the exit of turn number four. It carried across the racetrack to the inside apron of the front straightaway out of harm's way. But that will certainly put him out of the race this afternoon. We're back under green at Darlington, South Carolina. As Dale Earnhardt takes the field back into turn number one, Harry Gant hangs out of the second spot. Lake Speed has wedged himself right in behind the leader. Harry Gant is running in the second spot. Third is Jeff Bodine. Then a lapsed car. Fourth is Yarborough. Fifth is Elliott. Sixth is Bonnet. Seventh, Waltrip. Waltrip is having a tough time right now as he works by Richard Petty. Neil Bonnet now leads him into turn three by Richard Petty. Here goes Harry Gant trying to get by Lake Speed. Gant wants the lead. He works under Lake Speed as Dale Earnhardt comes down to close off the low side of the racetrack. But Gant is there. He moves past Speed 
and Jeff Bodine takes a look on the low side as they go to one. But Jeff can't make the pass, nor can Yarborough get around Bobby Hillam. So for the moment, Earnhardt with a three-car length advantage over Gant, but Harry now free of traffic, draws to within two car lengths on the backstretch. Jeff Bodine will now go to work on Lake Speed as he tries to free himself from lap traffic so he can take a run at the top spot. Meanwhile, Cale Yarborough closes in on Bobby Hillen. He separates him from the Bodine car. Dale Earnhardt's going to be hard to deal with. He's been strong, one of the stronger cars all day long, but Harry Gant is beginning to look stronger after every pit stop as he has put a little pressure on Earnhardt, put some more down in turn one. As so much more, he takes the lead away from Earnhardt, but he can't stay on the low side of the racetrack. Earnhardt wants that lead back, but he can't get it. At the same time, Yarborough and Elliott go to the inside of Bobby Hillen. They dispense with race traffic on the backstretch. And trouble with one of the front runners, Neil Bonnet's car is backpedaled all the way to the tail end of the field as the leaders go to turn three. Mike, that trouble came in turn four just a lap ago. Neil just shut down and the rest of the field went swinging by. He's now moving slow onto the apron of the racetrack heading for pit road. And Neil Bonnet has a problem and we'll get the story there in just a moment as the leaders race back into turn number one. Front five are all locked up right there together with Harry Gant leading Dale Earnhardt. Jeff Bodine back in fourth place is still Cale Yarborough and fifth is Bill Elliott and here on pit road is Neil Bonnet. Let's go down to Ned. Dick well, Brooks is down in that area, Barney. Yeah, I, I, uh, it doesn't seem to be doing anything except gas, uh, putting on the left side tires. He come down pit row wiggling back and forth, and he, and he had one brake locked up, but it uh, doesn't appear to be a flat tire from where I'm standing from. It's just uh, they're changing the left side. Could have to be a tire equalized or maybe completely out of balance or a problem on it. At any rate, they did change the left rear tire on his car as he goes back onto the racetrack, costly stop. And here's Tim Richmond coming on pit road. He had been black flagged on the restart. Apparently, Richmond came by the starter stand and tossed a cup of water at Harold Kinder, and uh, that cooled Harold off, and the NASCAR officials decided they would bring Tim into the pits and cool him off for a bit. He came and thought it was a stop-and-go penalty and kept on going, but it was NASCAR's intent to hold him there for a while. Yeah, he's going to get to come back. He, uh, he ran the stop sign down there, and uh, they were all waving at him, you know, like, uh, uh, hi, how you doing? Come back and see us. And I'll expect to be back in a minute. Tim Richmond, who has temper tantrums from time to time and lets kind of things get out of shape to him and get to him a little bit. He's still out there riding around all by himself now as the field bears down on him going into turn number three. 158 laps are complete. We're not quite halfway yet here at Darlington, South Carolina. The leader is Harry Gann, and now he pulls away from Earnhardt by almost a full second as they work back in the front straightaway and head for turn number one. A capacity crowd here this afternoon. Every ticket in the place sold early yesterday afternoon. I think they were completely out of seats here. The infield was jammed by late yesterday afternoon also. Here's Cale Yarborough putting on a bid for the third spot. But third place, Yarborough and Bodine just about get together off turn number two, and watching right behind them is Bill Elliott. Yarborough now draws up beside Bodine as they enter turn three. They go single file. Bodine is forced up to the high side. Now Yarborough caught a piece of Bodine. He almost hit the wall and Bill Elliott jumps from fifth to third as he goes by both of those cars. Two cars appeared to lock bumpers and Elliott just went underneath and went right on by. We've not seen much of Elliott these last hundred miles. He's been riding, holding right along there in sixth spot, but he very quickly picked up a couple of spots. So here's how they run off turn two, Harry Gant. He's got better than two seconds over second place Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt has a dozen car lanes on Elliott, then right behind Elliott is Yarborough, then eight car lanes further back to Waltrip. Darrell Waltrip also got by Bodine in that little incident back in turns three, four a lap ago. Bodine's car not handling as well as it did early. Here comes Ricky Rudd. He's battling with Benny Parsons. That's a good battle. Parsons goes to the inside. Benny Parsons will pick up a spot there as they come off turn number four. 
and the leaders take them back down into one. Dale Earnhardt is having a whale of a time trying to lap past Lake Speed. You know, Lake Speed, when he has been running well today, has been running awfully well. There have been a number of different circumstances that have not left him on the lead lap, but Earnhardt can't get by him. Now will Earnhardt handle him down into turn three? They're single file. He lines up behind the nationwide Pontiac. Now he looks to the inside as he tries to get by Speed. They're side by side, and Earnhardt will get away from Speed out of turn four. Earnhardt's car has really been working in the south end of the Speedway where turns three and four lie this afternoon. That's been his strong suit. If there is a weak place on the racetrack for him, it would have to be one and two. So Tim Richmond is back on the racetrack, but he has pretty much lost all chance of winning this Southern 500. Harry Gantz, the man with the lead, and he has nearly a straightaway now on Dale Earnhardt. Earnhardt, though, is about to feel the heat from Bill Elliott. Elliott's nifty move under Cale Yarborough a few laps ago, and Jeff Bodine got him the third spot. Cale's now, <laughs> Cale's now fourth. In fifth is Waltrip as Les Bobby Allison letting go down the front straightaway and coasting down to the inside, and he'll bring that Miller Ford Thunderbird around back to the back pit road. They said a while ago that Bobby was having a tire problem, I mean, having an uh, oil leaking problem, and he put in a bunch of oil a while ago, but uh, he, uh, he just uh, he must have leaked all out and he blew it up. He's been smoking for about the last 100 laps off and on. You'll see quite a bit of puff of smoke coming out of the car in both ends of the speedway. He has a major problem. It's a frustrating time in Bobby Allison's career. 165 laps are complete here at Darlington in the Southern 500 with Harry Gant leading Dale Earnhardt and Bill Elliott, Cale Yarborough, and Darrell Walter. When Bobby Allison came down the front straightaway down to the inside after losing that motor, and so too did Mike Waltrip. A lot of debris that had settled down there got kicked up onto the racetrack. So they have just brought out the sixth caution of the afternoon here on lap 168. Most all the teams have made their pit stops under this caution, and Ned, choice of tires on these cars has been very critical to who runs up front today. Yes, it has been, and Mike, it's amazing that it seems when they put on left-side tires, they run the best. Now, the last pit stop, Earnhardt had taken on right-side tires. Before that, when he put on left-side tires, he was able to pull away. Well, Harry Gant got left-side tires the last pit stop. He was able to pull away from Earnhardt, so he learned a good lesson from that, say, hey, those left-side tires seem to make a big difference, so he came in this time again and took on left-side tires. Of course, Earnhardt did, too, because that was the normal tires that he'd be uh, putting on. Terry Labonte's in the Piedmont Airlines car. He's getting left side tires, and down on B Dick Brooks' end, they also were making a lot of tire changes. Yeah, everybody down here made left side tires, except uh, for the Folgers car of uh, Rutman. He put on right side. Uh, Kyle Petty just came back in, and they put right side on his, on his car. They made a chassis adjustment on it while it goes, something you don't see too much on a racetrack. They actually jacked the whole front of the car up and changed part of the front spring. They, they uh, did a little bit of a I work with the, uh, they, they had a rubber spacer in it that adds a little weight to the right front spring, and they took it out. They said the car was pushing bad, and they couldn't stop it. Most of the debris being picked up on the front straightaway was not from Bobby Allison's car. Rather, it's all of the front-end fiberglass off Ron Bouchard's Buick and pieces from Phil Parsons and Rusty Wallace's car after uh, those cars crashed up in turn four early in the race. That debris had all slipped down to the inside of the racetrack. When Allison ran through it down on the track apron, it kicked some of it up into the racing groove, and NASCAR was obligated to bring the caution out for the sixth time today. Well, who will win the Southern 500, and will Bill Elliott pick up the million-dollar bonus from R.J. Reynolds? His crew chief, Brother Ernie, says the pressure is on the Elliotts, but it's not because of the Winston Million. The only thing it really... Harry Gant is the leader as we're back under green here at Darlington, South Carolina. He leads Bill Elliott, who rides back there in second position. Dale Earnhardt posted third, and Cale Yarborough is fourth as they work traffic down in turn one. Directly in front of Harry Gant is Neil Bonnet, who is on the tail end of the lead lap trying to stay there. Earnhardt and Yarborough, Elliott as well, now working free of traffic. They're trying to get by Bobby Hillen to set sail for the leader, Harry Gant. Meanwhile, Gant trying to put Neil Bonnet down a lap, looks to the inside in turn four. 
Camp comes off turn number four as Terry Labonte sits on pit road in front of Ned. This bad luck continues this year. The Piedmont Airlines A&W trucking team apparently had a right side tire going flat, had to come back in. Now he goes a lap down. He's got his service and gone. In turn one, Harry Gant still leads. He has worked his way around Bobby Hillen, but still cannot dispose of Neil Bonnet. So off two, Bonnet on the tail end of the lead lap. Then the race leader, Gant. Then the lapped car of Hillen and the rest of the field. Some eight cars stacked up behind Neil Bonnet. Harry Gant again goes to work on the back bumper of the Budweiser Chevrolet. Both cars go up high in the turn, so Gant can't do anything with them this time in three and four. You know, you begin to wonder if Bill Elliott was playing with the field or if he does simply not have the stuff to get up there and take the lead. You would think he would want to get out of that traffic and get back to the front of the pack and set the pace of this race but right now he's caught back there behind Bobby Hillen and Harry Gant as they work back into turn number one trouble in turn four Bill Elliott comes in contact with Bobby Hillen they almost lost it Earnhardt goes by and somehow Elliott was able to hold on to the race car and they now move by Hillen and so too was Bobby Hillen he's now down way to the inside lets the field go by but an anxious moment for Bill Elliott and Bobby Hillen as the field gets squared away pretty much down in turn one let's go back to Dick Brooks well, that's about what was happening here a little bit earlier. You could see it kind of trying to build. And uh, I think Elliott was just trying to get back and set him up as best he could and uh, take his best shot because he knew sooner or later he was going to have to do it. And uh, I think he was lucky he made it. Neil Bonnet trying to stay on the lead lap with Harry Gant as they race door to door out of turn number four and get very close to that wall as they come out of the corner and cross the start finish line and back down into turn number one. They're three wide as Earnhardt goes for the lead. Take a picture of that one. Earnhardt goes three wide, takes a lead from Harry Gant, but he can't stay on the low side of the racetrack. Harry's coming right back at him, but off turn number two, it's a drag race down the back straightaway. Gant wants the lead. Gant now draws up beside Earnhardt. They're side by side into turn number three. Earnhardt stays to the top side. They're, now he's pushed out of the groove, and Gant's got the lead back again. He will head to the point of the class as they come out of turn four. As they came out of turn four the last time around, Gant was on the inside of Bonnie, and they actually touched several. He's on the outside, I should say, and they touched, and that broke Gant loose momentarily. Gave Earnhardt to run down through there, but uh, he couldn't hold it. Here's how they've reshuffled in turn one and two. Gant leads by two car lengths on Earnhardt. Then next in line is... Bonnet, who is a lap down. Then comes Bill Elliott, Cale Yarborough, and the lapped car of Lake Speed. Yarborough doing a good job to pressure Bill Elliott. He is right there in case Elliott should make another mistake again or get caught up in traffic. They're just behind Neil Bonnet. He separates them from the leaders. Little daylight among the front five right now. If you call one car length daylight, perhaps Dick Brooks can get a word with crew chief Travis Carter about the progress of Harry Gant here this afternoon. They won the Southern 500 last year, and that car has just seemed to get stronger every time they've been on the pit road, and maybe everything's going according to plan for, for the Skull Bandit team this afternoon. They're in the backstretch. Coming off the corner, Waltrip in fifth spot cannot get totally clear of Hillen, and Bodine in sixth can't pass him either. Right now, a little bit of trouble for Bill Elliott. He cannot handle... Neil Bonnet's car, although he's got an inside shot of him now as they exit turn four. And Waltrip got roughed up a little bit by Bodine and loses a spot to Bodine and a position on the racetrack to Joe Rutman coming off turn number four. They're chasing Neil Bonnet down in the corner, both Elliott and Cale Yarborough. Let's update also, Waltrip has not yet gotten up to full race speed. Five more cars have gone by Darrell by the time he reaches turn number one, and Waltrip continues to drop off the pace. He comes, be, comes past us now. The car is running, but certainly not up to race speed. He's all the way back to the ninth position as Buddy Baker and Ricky Rudd went by now. Closing in is Ron Bouchard, and it looks and it appears that Darrell Waltrip in the Budweiser Chevrolet is heading to pit road for some service from the crew led by Jeff Hammond and Junior Johnson. He's on pit road. Big disappointment for Darrell because he felt like he might be the one to upset Bill Elliott's apple cart. They came here and did some testing, thought they were in good shape for the race, but an unscheduled pit stop will really cut your workout for you. Let's go to Ned.
Well, certainly it is an unscheduled pit stop for him, Barney, as he slides into his pit. They go to the right side, apparently had a tire going down. They'll do their best to try to get him back out and stay in the lead lap. That's the fast pit crew, but those cars are coming around awfully fast, too. They're not going to make it because here comes the leader right down the front straightaway, and it's a long pit stop for Walker. They drop the jack as the leader flashes by, and Darrell will go a lap down. 183 are on the board. Dick Brooks is in the Skull Bandit team's pits to find out if they're tickled to death with the way Harry Gant's running. Guy's car running all right. You think you can stay in front of him like you're doing, or is it uh, just tires, or what? What do you think? Well, Bill Elliott's going to catch us. He's out there riding now, but giving it our best shot. I think everybody here's got kind of the same idea. They're they're uh, setting Biden their time. They got their fingers crossed. Uh, I think Gant's just pumping his heart out, and, uh, and they're just waiting to see what Elliott can do. Well, the one thing that may throw be the fly in the ointment here this afternoon. There are more than one car that is running that good. Earnhardt is running extremely strong. So is Jeff Bodine this afternoon, along with Dale Earnhardt. So the work is cut out certainly back there, and there are too many good cars up there, and it, the luck of the draw here may decide how this thing comes out, Mike Joy, because if they make a pit stop and everybody gets back out and Elliott has to get by three, four cars toward the end of the race, be a hard day's work. Well, that's true, Barney. We've seen that several times this season where he's had to chase cars toward the checkered flag when a caution would come out late in the race and a lot of strong cars left running. But we're just halfway here at Darlington Raceway. 188 laps complete at Darlington Raceway. They're getting ready to go back to green as they work into turn number four, the pace car in behind the wall. Darrell Walker is at the head of the pack, but he should be on the tail end of the lead lap. He made that unscheduled stop here a little bit earlier and did not come in this round of pit stops. So he's trying to keep from going a lap down as he hangs it in there down in turn one. And at the same time, Tim Richmond goes beneath him. Waltrip cannot stay on the lead lap because Earnhardt has just gone by Darrell, but Earnhardt has Tim Richmond directly ahead of him. Everybody single file on the backstretch. Now Darrell Waltrip separates Bill Elliott from the leader, Dale Earnhardt. On that restart, Neil Bonin, who was down just a lap, apparently had trouble shifting the car. He dropped down on the apron in turn four, and everybody went by as he tries to get back up the speed. He's still not quite there. Tim Richmond is just ahead of the race leader. Richmond lost two laps on the racetrack and he lost another two when his car was not scored after disobeying the black flag so he was four laps down or he's trying to keep from being four laps down right in front of the race leader at turn two. Earnhardt has the lead. He'll now dart to the inside of Richmond. Elliott goes second. Third is Harry Gant. Earnhardt now to the inside of Tim Richmond. He'll drop him four laps back now. So now he has a cushion of two lap cars separating him from Bill Elliott the second place car as, as Harry Gant now closes in. He's third. Good racing up front again is on this restart. Earnhardt came out of the pack, went right up through there and zipped back into the lead again. 195 laps go on the board. They've chased him most of the day. Bill Elliott took a look down on the inside on Darrell Waltrip's car, thinks better of it and just sticks it back in line. But here goes Harry Gant. He has an idea to try and wrestle that second spot away from Bill Elliott, but Bill awfully strong on the corner. Gant back in single file. They hurtle down the back straightaway into turn three. Everybody single file. Still the two-lap car separating Elliott from the leader Earnhardt, but Harry Gant pressuring the course for Thunderbird again. Gant is there as Benny Parsons just took a spot away from Jeff Bodine two laps ago. Mike Joy, it was a left front tire that went flat on Neil Bonnie's car. It cost him that extra pit stop. He had one not long ago. Of course, Darrell Walker had one of those two. Each of them have cut tires in those cases that caused the unscheduled pit stop during Green Club. Been a frustrating day here at Darlington for both the Bud cars this afternoon, but they've still a lot of racing left and anything can happen. Earnhardt. 
Dale Earnhardt's the leader. Not that much pressure on him right now as he winds his way around Darlington. 202 laps are on the board. Here's the 201 lap. Earnhardt almost gets tagged over in turn number three. A little bit of trouble with Mike Potter, the lap car. The Ford got up a little bit high as Earnhardt was trying to lap him, and Earnhardt did not have one inch to spare. He was right up against the wall without making contact. Might be another case of Earnhardt talking about driving the racetrack and forgetting about the other drivers, but every now and then one will pop up in front of you, and you've got to do something, and he made the right maneuver right there. Take you back through the field a bit at 201 laps. Dale is the leader. Bill Elliott rides in second. He may be just in exactly the position he needs to be and wants to be at this stage of the race. No problems for Elliott here all day long. Still very much in contention to get that Winston Million. And I'm sure a lot of folks feel like he's just sandbagging. Harry Gant goes after Elliott out of turn four. Well, what happened, Barney, was just ahead of Bill Elliott. Darrell Walter and Tim Richmond looked like they touched bumpers and both cars slowed momentarily. Elliott had to get out of the throttle and now Gant, he's an opportunist. He just jumped to the low side and took the second spot away. And Cale Yarborough tried to pass Bill Elliott here off turn number two, but this time Bill covered the spot quickly enough, but Cale has closed in to Elliott's rear deck. Gant's about two car lengths ahead of Bill Elliott, and they close in on the back bumper of Tim Richmond down into turn three. Over the past few laps after that last caution period, Bill Elliott's car, the back end, just a little bit loose down here in turns three and four. Maybe the car not handling like he'd like it to. Again, we'll take you back through the field. Gant was the third-place car. He now moves up to second, dropping Bill Elliott back to third. Fourth is Cale Yarborough. Fifth is Benny Parsons. Back in sixth is Jeff Bodine. Buddy Baker having a good run here today. Baker likes this racetrack. He currently is posted in seventh position. Then the eighth-place car will be that of Ricky Rudd. And back in ninth spot, they're still showing nine cars on the lead lap. And the last car on the lead lap will be Ron Bouchard. Tenth, the lap off the pace is Darrell Waltrip. Eleventh right now, Bobby Hillen. Twelfth, Joe Rutman. In 13th position, Terry Labonte. 14th is Richard Petty. And 15th will be Dave Marcus. And that's the way they're running just past the 200-lap mark. Barney, let's mention that Mike Potter, who was nearly involved with that problem up there in turns three and four. Maybe there was a reason. The car has just come down into the back pit area, which we can see from our turn two position. And there's all sorts of smoke now billowing from that automobile. So that might have been just a preliminary to a problem that was developing on that car. Potter could become the 11th retiree from this race. Candidates for the Goodies Headache Award already in the garage. Bobby Allison with motor trouble. Eddie Beerswell expired an engine. Tommy Ellis parked his uh, Friedlander car a bit earlier on. H.B. Bailey crashed. So too did Greg Sachs. Tommy Houston is out of it. Morgan Shepard is behind the pit wall. Phil Parsons and Rusty Wallace crashed and brought out the first caution, and David Pearson lost an engine. All those cars are out of the race. 29 cars still running on the racetrack. This place will take a lot of cars out. Last year in the Southern 500, David Pearson was the first one to retire. He made only 28 laps. And to give you an idea of the caliber of drivers that have problems here, the way this racetrack is, Darrell Waltrip fell out real early. He made only 28 laps. Dale Earnhardt fell out early last year. So did Ron Bouchard, Kyle Petty, Neil Bonnet, Richard Petty, and Dave Marcus and Cale Yarborough also were parked in the garage area when it was all over. And ironically, Bill Elliott was too. He was not running at the finish of this race last year. One of his few non-finishing races here. He's had so much success at Darlington since day one he came here. He's always put on an impressive run as he right now watches Cale Yarborough on that rearview mirror drift, drifting out of turn number two and heading down the backstretch. Right now, a good battle developing for the seventh, eighth position. Ron Bouchard side by side with Ricky Rudd down the back straightaway. They were battling with Buddy Baker, but he is pulled away by just a little bit. Now Bouchard down to the inside wins that battle for that position. Ricky Rudd and the Motorcraft Ford tucks in right behind him. They're working in turn four. Well, certainly all the pre-race hype centered around Bill Elliott, but Harry Gant got a pretty good amount of pre-race publicity as well. He's the defending champion of the Southern 500, and in the 35-year history of the oldest NASCAR Winston Cup Super Speedway race, only four drivers have won it twice in a row. Herb Thomas did it in 1954 and 55. 
Bobby Allison did it in the early 70s. So too did Cale Yarborough. And David Pearson did it in 76 and 77. And there's nothing that Gant would like better than to join that exclusive group of drivers who have won this race back-to-back. -back. tell you, they've done a lot of homework here. Ned, you can relate on this also. The last two years that we've been to Darlington, South Carolina, Harry Gant has came here and ran as strong and as well as anyone. And had he not had a couple of mechanical problems, he'd have a couple of more victories under his belt. He does run this track awfully well, Barney. He's a good, smooth race driver, and he also has been able to pick out the right groove to get around this place. And I think that it's a very fine line as to where you go and have the car set up so you can go at that particular place around the racetrack. And Gant has that, knows what the car needs, and comes back to the same setup that he had the, the last time he was here, and he drives the same groove. And uh, you get all of that working together, it makes him tough to do. Well, he did win two races in a row here, though the record book will never show it. After winning the Southern 500 last Labor Day weekend, this past April in the next race at this track, the late model sportsman uh, event that preceded the Trans-South 500, Jack Ingram got ill, had to get out of the car early. Gant hopped in it and drove on to the checkered flag, although Jack Ingram is the man that will be credited with the victory. Nobody can discount the fact that Harry Gant gets around this racetrack extremely well. He's just lapped by Pancho Carter. Carter driving the Haas Ellington car. Now Darrell Waltrip moves past that black, red and white numeral number one machine down in turn one where Earnhardt also has his trouble with traffic. Boy, he just nearly found himself in the wall again. He took an outside groove to get around Mike Waltrip and Waltrip's car, Mike that is, came up just a little bit more and Earnhardt barely had enough breathing room in two. Some half a straightaway behind Earnhardt, still a good battle raging between Bill Elliott and Cale Yarborough in that pair of Fords working in turn three. Elliott with the lead by a car length with Cale looking for a way around. 224 laps are down in the Southern 500. Bill Elliott had been trailing Darrell Waltrip for a good number of laps, and we thought that perhaps Waltrip might have been holding him up. Such was not the case. Both Waltrip and Cale Yarborough have hung right with Elliott, with the exception of between turns one and two. And Eli down there, it looks like Waltrip gets his car a little bit loose, and Elliott can scoot away a bit. He's been able to do that, but earlier before, and that's a good observation, but earlier before, Cale Yarborough was not only able to run right alongside Bill Elliott, but took a good run at him to try and grab third spot away. And I fully believe Cale would have made the pass had not the inside groove been occupied by Mike Waltrip at that time, and Cale had to get back into single file. But again, as we come off turn number two at this juncture of the race, we're already able to see some cars, like Earnhardt, getting a good set. Bodine gets a pretty good set off the turn. But Harry Gant, although he's running well, the car wobbles and wiggles off the turn just a bit, and you're able to see that at this juncture of the afternoon. Earnhardt's the leader as he works up into turn number three, right behind him, about a second behind now, still Harry Gant. It's a good five seconds, back to Bill Elliott, the third place car, and then fourth is Cale Yarborough, and still riding along there in fifth position, now Benny Parsons having a good run here today. Well, the Winston Millions at stake, so too is the Southern 500, but the Winston Cup chase is coming down to its conclusion. Elliott entered today's race 138 points ahead of Darrell Waltrip. Neil Bonnet is about another 140 points behind. Harry Gant, fourth, Jeff Bodine, fifth in the chase for the Winston Cup, followed by Kyle Petty, Ricky Rudd, Terry Labonte, Bobby Allison, and Lake Speed. That's the top ten with Tim Richmond, Dale Earnhardt, Buddy Baker, Rusty Wallace, and Ken Schrader rounding out the top 15. And that kind of says a lot about Earnhardt's season. He's won three races. He's had some good upfront runs, but 
Other times they found themselves in the garage real early, and that's why he's swimming back there in 12th spot in the points instead of up there challenging for a second championship. They're planning on running next year for the championship. Richard Childress told me yesterday that their whole efforts right now is, of course, to finish this season as well as possible, but they're looking ahead to 1986 to go ahead and get some new cars built before they go to Daytona. In other words, he says we want to be in a position where if we wreck two or three cars or whatever happens, we don't have to play catch-up. They definitely plan to put a special effort in the championship next year. But again, that kind of affects how he runs the rest of these races this year. He can run flat out, Barney. He's not chasing points like Waltrip and Elliott are, and all he has to do is concentrate on running the races and running the win. Bill Elliott's margin right now from himself to Dale Earnhardt. As Earnhardt is a leader, Elliott rides third if you just joined our broadcast. is almost six seconds, and Elliott has lost a little ground, and Mark Garrell, he is not working quite as well as he did earlier through three and four. I don't think nearly as well. He seems to be being more careful as time goes on going down through there. The car seems to the back end of the race car wants to go around on Elliott, and he just doesn't have the handle he had early in the race. The two rookie drivers who came here to Darlington, or at least two of the rookie drivers, there were several, the folks around the country, I'm sure, are very interested in the progress of A.J. Foyt. And Foyt has still been out there running most of the day, and Ned, that is highly unusual. But I guess he respects this racetrack. He's talked with you, and he's talked with the rest of us here all week long. And he's a man of few words, but he, he this place kind of did get his attention when he came here. Well, it did, uh, Barney, and I think it presented a real challenge to him, the kind of a challenge that any race driver looks for, and it's something that he, if he came here and ran uh, a few laps or 100 laps or something like that, it really wouldn't let him do what he has always wanted to do, and that's to run at Darlington. So I think he's going to tough it out, even though he's not running as good as he'd like to, and run all afternoon here. And, and that is unusual for him, because you mentioned earlier, most of the time he gets a lap to do down, that thing's not working too good, he doesn't hesitate to park it. Well, he's putting in a lot of experience. And Poncho Carter, who is here in the Chattanooga Chew Car, or was formerly the Chattanooga Chew Car of Hoss Ellington and the team out of Wilmington, North Carolina. Poncho is just out there piling up as many laps as he can. He's done a pretty good job of staying out of the way of traffic. And that's no disrespect to Poncho Carter because, Ned, I think over the years when you drove a stock car, there are very few of our guys have ever went to Indianapolis and climbed in one of the champ cars up there and went road racing and that type thing and on some of the speedways. It is a hard adaptation to make to come down here and get in a stock car, although he's had a little experience, not that much. He's not doing all that bad. Not really, Barney, especially when you consider this racetrack. He could have made the transition a lot easier on a lot of different racetracks other than here at Darlington, so I think that he is doing a good job. I'm in the Coors pits right now. Ernie Elliott standing back here under the canopy. Ernie, it doesn't look like the car's working quite as well as it was a little bit earlier. No, we're not working as good. Tire stiger's out, and we're just going to have to adjust it. Is it a little bit loose? A little bit loose. Okay, the back end, as our turn reporters have uh, reported, it's not sticking quite as well as it did earlier. He doesn't seem to be overly concerned about it right now, but he waits that next pit stop when they can get that adjusted. One other car that's having a little problem. Each time through turns one and two now, Jeff Bodine running in the sixth spot. We have seen a puff of smoke from behind the Levi Garrett car, and that smoke is now getting, getting uh, progressively worse, especially in, in our location here in turns one and two. Something worth watching the rest of the day. Bodine's had a pretty good run here this afternoon, and that's another team that should have won a race already this season. They've been so close, and they've had little things kind of plague them, along with a half a dozen other teams for that matter. 242 are on the board at Darlington in the Southern 500. Record crowd. Every ticket in the place sold out 
uh, almost by the time they opened the racetrack here this morning. The infield was jammed by late yesterday afternoon. They cut off the campers and everything that was going in there and mostly just walk-in traffic this morning into the infield. It is the biggest crowd we have ever seen here, and I'm certain when the attendance figures are released or the crowd estimate, whatever, will show that this is by far the largest crowd to ever watch a race here at Darlington, South Carolina. Well, Earnhardt is tearing up the track. He's just lapped the sixth-place car, Jeff Bodine, so that leaves only five cars on the lead lap. Earnhardt, Harry Gant, Bill Elliott, Benny Parsons, and Buddy Baker. Back at Darlington, South Carolina, and two cars have already made their scheduled pit stops here a moment ago. The STP Pontiac of Richard Petty and the Hardy's Ford of Cale Yarborough pitting on the backstretch, and we'll see the rest of the field coming in here very shortly. The last round of pit stops came around lap 188 on that caution that we had when Slick Johnson tagged the wall after losing an engine up in turn number four. Here's Earnhardt, and right now he's still running strong as Jeff Bodine drops off the banking up in turn number four and will come on to pit road and maybe cure his problem. Let's go to Ned Jarrett. Well, this would be a scheduled pit stop. Harry Hyde out on pit road. The guys step in for the pit. They'll change the left side tires because as Dick Brooks reported, they thought they had a left rear that's blistered. Bobby Hillen gets service on the Simona Brothers car number eight. He also changed the Harry Hyde around looking at the right side tires while they changed the left side, filled it up with gasoline and cleaned the windshield. And he'll have to make another pit stop, Barney. He can't go the rest of the distance from here. The rest of the car should be coming in shortly. Harry Gant, meanwhile, has closed up on Dale Earnhardt. He's chopped down the interval there to less than a car length. In fact, that's just about what it is as they work back into turn number one. And either Earnhardt has slowed a bit or Gant has really picked up the pace. It's difficult to make a judgment call. Harry seems to be having the rear of the car kick out a little bit more than it was earlier. Maybe he's just letting it all hang out, but whatever, he's closed to within a car length. Two car lengths, one car lengths. Now Harry Gant really closing in in turns three and four. We want to remark that Bill Elliott is really having a problem in this part of the racetrack right now. The car fishtailing every time he goes into turn three, and he's falling back. Uh, very noticeably to the leaders. He looks like now he's preparing to come on to pit road. He's dropping off the pace and on the apron of the racetrack. Darrell Waltrip's gotten left side tires as Bill Elliott makes his entrance onto pit road. He's pitted way down at the north end of the pits. He is the last pit in line before the exit of pit road, and the signboard is up for Dale Earnhardt. We may expect him in a lap. Let's go to the pits. Yes, he will be coming in the next time around. Bill Elliott comes down pit road. They changed left side tires the last time around. They're going to go to the right side this time and try to change that favor a little bit that they talked about. They're trying to get Earnhardt's attention. He's uh, still running, racing with Harry Gant out there, but they're trying to get him into the pit. Elliott still up on the jack on the right side as they clean the windshield, giving full tank of fuel, and they send him on his way. Earnhardt should be coming in the next time around. The rear end of that car just kicked out from under Dale Earnhardt a few degrees coming off turn number four, and Harry Gant saw an opening there and tried to take advantage of it, but Dale raced him hard into turn one, and Gant couldn't do anything with him. Here they come again, and Earnhardt will stay out there, and I think they'd like, to, as Dad pointed out, to get him on pit road as quick as they can. Meanwhile, here's Benny Parsons making a routine stop. Let's go back to the pits. Well, Joe Rutman is in also in the folding coffee machine. He's getting left. Uh, well, they're working on that brake field. They had a little trouble with the jack getting it under the left side. They're getting right side tires on the Copenhagen Chevrolet of Benny Parsons. He's hitting right behind the Joe Rutman car. So Earnhardt, I don't know if he's got that message yet or not. Cecil Gordon, one of the crew members on that team, went all the way out on pit road trying to get his attention. They are having some problems with him on the radio. They don't have a two-way He's on the pit road right now. He dropped off the banking, and here he comes down to make his stop. His buddy Baker takes the bullfrog and liquid wrench car back out of the speedway. Let's cover Earnhardt's pit stop. He's staying out away from the wall, Barney. That means he's going to change the left side tires. Indeed, he is. 
They give Earnhardt something cool to drink. Richard Childress goes over to check those right side tires while they fill it up with gasoline, change those left side tires. Boy, that crew is really working well together. They already have the tire changed. He's gone. Good pit stop. As Ricky Rudd brings the Motorcraft Ford in, Bud Moore and his team climb over the wall. They'll change right side rubber on the Motorcraft machine of Ricky Rudd. A little disappointment for them here today. They've had a few problems and they expected to do well. And now the car seems to be stuck and does not want to move. It will not fire. Barney, it's well, a situation with the clutch. Let's go to Dick Brooks. Yeah, well, they're having trouble getting it going because they don't have a clutch. What they have to do to leave the car running and then they take off pushing it and then they jam it in gear and it's generally a high gear. Then he has to, without a clutch, run it back into a first or second gear so he can go with it. So it's awful slow getting out of the pits. Harry Hyde did take the tires off of Jeff Bodine's car a while ago, and the left rear was 50% or better gone. It was into the cord, and the rubber was was uh, flaked off of it. So uh, uh, they're having some of the same problem with the 75 car. They've had two left rear tires blister on it with the leg speed. So uh, these guys are stretching those left rears a little bit hard. Maybe that's the reason that they run better on them. Speaking of leg speed, he's in right now for a four-tire change. Uh, they changed the right-side tires, came around changed four tires. So under the green, that's going to cost him some extra time. Well, they looked at the tires uh, in the pit next to him of Jeff Bodine's car and decided that they didn't want to take the chance, and they needed some right-side tires, and they'd already blistered two left rears, so they're just going to go for four. On the back pit area, trouble for Super Tex, A.J. Foyt. They have finally decided to push that car behind the wall, but the crew seems to be running around quickly enough, so as though they may be trying to get him back in the event, but A.J.'s gone behind the wall. Here's Harry Gann on pit road, the Skull Man at Chevrolet. A little brake smoke from the right front corner as they change left side tires on Gant's car and get him away, Ned. They're doing left sides, and they're also doing a, a chassis adjustment on that. They, they really, really put some weight in or took it out. I couldn't tell what they were doing. They were doing it in the left rear window, which generally means they're putting weight in. Actually yeah. screwing weight down on the left rear wheel to uh, give the car a little more bite. Dick, you might check there, but I don't believe that Harry Gant got a full load of fuel. Uh, they're holding that second can and now get it tipped back over the pit wall, but uh, if he got any of that second can, I don't believe he got too much. It might not be a big problem for him, uh, Mike, if Dick checks that out, because I don't think any of them can go the distance from here. They're going to have to make at least one more pit stop. Well, 264 laps are complete here at Darlington Raceway. 103 laps left to go, and that would be about 140 miles. So certainly they would have to make one more pit stop. Clark Dwyer comes off pit road on the backside as Terry Labonte in the Piedmont Airlines car enters the pit road here on the front stretch, and green flag pit stops continue. Caution is out for the eighth time today for a grinding crash out of turn four in front of Mark Garrow. This time it was for Clark Dwyer. He was going down on the bottom of the racetrack into turn number four. All of a sudden, the car just wouldn't steer. It went straight on into the wall, caromed off the turn four wall. He came across the racetrack, still heading in the right direction across the front stretch. All of a sudden, the car then spun around. It backed into the inside retaining wall. Pretty good impact. It is now up against that wall facing turn four, facing the opposite way. While we're at it, we want to say that Bill Elliott was twice blessed on that occasion. He had just passed Clark Dwyer not more than a second ago in turn three before Dwyer hit the wall in turn four. And also this pit stop, of course, will be good for him, allow him maybe to get that stagger just a little bit better and get the cores for Ford handling just a bit better. Clark Dwyer is still in his race car after really slamming into the inside retaining wall. The ambulance crews are there talking with him right now and should have him out of the car in just a few moments. 
We're back under green at Darlington, South Carolina at lap 271 as Harry Gant is the leader. Earnhardt is right behind him. Cale Yarborough is behind him. And Bill Elliott is the fourth place car. And those are the only four cars on the lead lap as they shuffle back into turn one. One lap down is Benny Parsons. He is right now behind Harry Gant and ahead of Dale Earnhardt. They come off turn number two. Everybody's sorting themselves out. Earnhardt down the back straightaway with Cale right behind him. Yarborough closing in on that orange and white Hardy's four down into turn number three tries to close in on the leader Harry Gant Benny Parsons still the buffer between the top three cars Cale Yarbrough pulls right up on the back bumper of Dale Earnhardt as Benny Parsons tried to get a lap back from his skull teammate Harry Gant Gant heads him off down to turn one here goes Cale after Ironhead he had an idea to pass Earnhardt going into one but he couldn't pull it off in time so he had to go single file Bill Elliott is right behind Yarborough so it's Gant then the lap car of Benny Parsons followed by Earnhardt Yarborough and Elliott Elliott losing just a little bit of ground to Cale Yarborough that gap some two or three car lengths now into turn number three his car appears to be handling though just a bit better although almost now he loses it and hits the wall they work out of turn four little smoke came out of Earnhardt's car on that restart up in turn number one and he could have lost something in the engine because he fell back a little bit and he was really making a charge now he's just barely able to hold his own as Cale Yarborough is looking for an opening on him in front of Eli Gold. You know, I saw that smoke, Barney, and I wasn't going to say anything because I wasn't sure if he might have just kicked up some dust. I was going to wait for another lap or two, but yes, there's still that telltale smoke, but Yarborough can't pass it. They work down into turn number three. Earnhardt's car now slides up against the wall from the back end. Another puff of smoke from the Wrangler Chevrolet. Yarborough just a car length back. Let's go to Ned Jarrett down in the Earnhardt pit. We're with Richard Childers. Does he have a problem, Richard? No, we just keep trying to get our tires right. We're having trouble getting the tires we need. Our turn announcer was saying they were seeing a little bit of smoke. Car's been pushing right now. It's gone back to pushing again. Okay, he thinks it's tire smoke that you fellows are seeing now. Well, I, it might be, but I, I'm going to speculate that I don't think it is, Ned, because it's continuing to come out in the straightaway, and it's also in the corners. As Dave Marcus slows down and gets down right against the inside pit retaining wall, we'll be taking his car back to the back pit area and perhaps be through for the day. Might have lost an engine in his machine on Dave Marcus. We're 276 laps into the Southern 500 as Harry Gant has opened up a large margin on the rest of the field now down in turns one and two. He's got a second 1.2 seconds on Dale Earnhardt as the Timex stopwatch says. Dale is now trying to dispense with Benny Parsons who gives him all the room he needs. Behind the leaders, a pretty good battle for position between some cars a lap down. Jeff Bodine, Buddy Baker, and Rod Bouchard going at it. They're down in turn three. Bodine currently leads as Baker tries to close in. Now here's Bouchard looking to the inside of Baker. Well, there's a good battle back in that pack. There are five cars that are posted three laps down. They include Bouchard along with Richard Petty, Tim Richmond, Bobby Hillen, Kyle Petty, and Joe Rutman. Those five cars all racing for position and all three laps down. Leaders in two. Closer to the point, both Cale Yarborough and Bill Elliott have gone around Benny Parsons, who is now again a lap down. Harry Gant into turn number three has opened up a gap of some 10 or 12 car lengths. Again, the smoke coming from the back end of the Wrangler Chevrolet of Dale Earnhardt. The smoke was trailing from the car going into the turn and gets a little bit worse as he works out of it. And Daryl Walter brings the Bud machine onto pit road, and they have a serious problem. Let's go to Ned. They do, Barney. He came back in just as the green flag was about to wave. They changed. They put a uh, spacer on the left front wheel. It was locked. We mentioned as he went out of the pits. Well, it's locked now when he came back, comes back into the pits. So apparently, as they have switched around, maybe gotten some other people's wheels, it's not working on his setup, and he's back in the pits during the green flag to put a, another tire and, of course, a 
wider spacer on it. Driver change on Haas Ellington's number one car that Poncho Carter climbed out of a moment ago and looked like he was totally exhausted, giving him oxygen here at the Speedway. And Phil Parsons is now in Haas's car out here. That's the Lancaster chewing tobacco car as Dale Earnhardt smokes again in turn one. Well, that situation continues, but as they come off turn number two, you might hear in the background some of the folks hooting and hollering because they're watching Bill Elliott make a charge here. A very close call just a moment ago. Tim Richmond and Buddy Baker got together coming out of turn number four. Baker almost got the worst of it because he was on the outside and almost got parked in the wall. Meanwhile, Bill Elliott closes in on Cale Yarborough. The leaders work out of four. Harry Gant has bid to win his second straight. Southern 500 become only the fifth man to do so. Has now opened up a 1.9 second lead down in turn one. He has, but it is Bill Elliott who begins to close in on Cale Yarborough. And Yarborough in turn is merely three to four car lanes down to Dale Earnhardt. They're on the back stretch, single file. That gap again has opened up over Bill Elliott. Three seconds back to the fourth place cars. He closes in on Cale Yarborough. He's now two car lengths back. His car handling a little bit better than Cale's in turn three. I'm sure... Bill Elliott is much aware of that smoke that's coming out of Dale Earnhardt's car because that could have ended up being one of his toughest competitors in the final laps here this afternoon, assuming they're all still around when the checkered flag comes down. He's giving him a little breathing room down in turn one at 281 laps are on the board at 277. Let's take you back to the field. 41st, let's say there's a fire under the left front of Darrell Walter's car. They, they brake caliber had heated up and partly fell off. They've taken it off. They put a wheel back on it, but then as they let the jack down, it caught on fire. It's gone out now. Apparently, a little brake wheel, brake fluid came off. That thing was extremely hot in there, but uh, now the fire has gone out, so apparently he's about ready to go back out. But boy, frustrating situation here. Nope, the fire's still coming from that left front wheel of Darrell Walker. And Barney, where we're standing from, or where I'm standing from, the tire smoke on uh, Earnhardt's car, I think, is tire smoke. I, uh, the cars with power steering is a lot different than they used to be without power steering. And if a guy, if a guy's getting a pretty good bite on the front of his car, and if he's turning the wheel more than he'd been turning it before, a lot of times you'll see smoke roll off the right front tire or the left left front tire, either one. And it appears from here down at the ground level that that's just tire smoke and it's probably coming from the left side out from under the car. Now you can tell more about this when he comes in and pits the next time. If that left front tire's worn for quite a bit, uh, you know, I think it'll, that'll, that'll prove the point, but I think that's what it is. Let's hope it is, because Earnhardt deserves to be in on the finish of this one, the kind of race he's run here today. But Harry Gant has just loped on away from the field now. has opened up a lot of daylight, better than five seconds, as that tire smoke, if that's what it is, continues to come from the Wrangler machine of Dale Earnhardt. Cale Yarborough rides along there in the third spot, and Bill Elliott hangs on to fourth position. Those four cars are on the lead lap. Benny Parsons made a pit stop a moment ago and might drop him back a little bit, but they had showed him in fifth position. He should be down right now, and this, so that will move up Jeff Bodine to fifth, sixth place to Ricky Rudd, seventh to Buddy Baker, eighth right now to Ron Bouchard, and Darrell Walkup was posted as ninth, and he is sitting on pit road with a hood up, and a disgusted Junior Johnson Budweiser team looks on here today. They've had really bad luck for both their cars. So is Darrell's brother now, Mike Waltrip. Joe's coasting down into turn number one, down on the track apron. He'll come around to the backstretch pits, but it did not look as if that car was running when he coasted past his older brother down here at the end of the front straightaway. Parsons pit stop was unscheduled. They came in, gave him a quick set of right side tires and sent him out, but he'll now be at least two laps down to the field, and that will move Ricky Rudd up into the fifth position, one lap down. Well, if Earnhardt's car is pushing as bad as they say, and apparently it is, particularly in front of Eli Gold, just sitting here looking off in his vicinity, he's having trouble just keeping it out of the wall, but he's still able to hold off Cale Yarborough and Bill Elliott, so that gives you an indication of just how strong that car is. Well, it could happen that way. Like They've been changing tire staggering. They've been getting tires from other cars and what have you. If they've got a larger left front tire on there, 
he could be actually just oversteering it. He's just overcoming what the tire needs to take to go around the corner. And it's not hurting the car too much, but if that is by chance happening. Well, Darrell Waltrip has gone back out on the racetrack. Junior, what caused all that problem? When he, when he came in the last pit stop and put the brakes on, it broke the left front rotor off, and it locked up inside the left front wheel. And the brake fluid came out on the hot part there. Okay, he shakes his head, yeah, that's what happened. He's back out on the track now, but way behind. Junior's not much of a talking mood here today, and you can't blame him because they really felt like they had a good chance to win the Southern 500. As we said earlier, they came here and tested, thought they had their homework done and could get it done, and Darrell felt like he might be the one to upset the apple cart of Bill Elliott on his chase for the Winston Million this afternoon, and now Waltrip is just barely limping over into turn three. And the hood has now gone up on the Mike Waltrip car on the back pit area. The crew still pouring over that Jim Testa sponsor Chevrolet. But for the moment, the car is behind pit wall. You know, we talked about Harry Gant in the past. When a lot of guys win races, with the exception possibly this year of Bill Elliott, they win by just enough margin to win. But when Harry Gant ran well last year at Dover, when he ran well last year at Pocono, he ran super well. And that's the situation we're seeing right now. He's wearing out the world this afternoon. Sound like the natives are getting restless over in your vicinity also. <laughs> they really are. These folks are having a heck of a time. And what's interesting is that just beside us, there's one guy in the green and white supporting, obviously, Harry Gant. The one guy who's really hooping up a storm is a Bill Elliott supporter with Coors uh, souvenirs all over him. There's another guy beside him who's obviously a Cale Yarborough supporter by virtue of the hat he's wearing. And, of course, those three cars are, are running among the top four, so they're having a private little party of their own here on the backstretch. 285 lap rundown. This is the way, no change as far as the front four. Harry Gant is the leader, riding second is Earnhardt, third is Cale Yarborough, fourth is Bill Elliott. One lap down, back in fifth position. That's still Ricky Rudd. Sixth now is going to be Jeff Bodine. Seventh is Ron Bouchard, and Buddy Baker is eighth. He is also a lap down. Two laps down, back in ninth position, is Terry Labonte, Benny Parsons, and Neil Bonnet. Let's go to Dick Brooks. Barney, I'm standing here with Clark Dreyer. He, uh, he took a pretty good lick over there, boy. He hit the outside and the inside both. Are you all right? Yeah, I, I believe I'm okay. I'm pretty sore. I, I sore when I went into the race today from a... We had a wreck with the, when we broke the wheel yesterday afternoon, and we're just trying to ride it out today, but this is just one of those bad weekends. Hey, do you know for sure what happened? I have to I have to take a guess that a tire blew or uh, maybe a hub broke or something. It was it felt like something in the right front again coming off four. All right, well, better luck next time. For the what? second race in a row, Lake Speed is looking for relief. He had to climb out of his car last Saturday night at Bristol, Tennessee. Jeff Bodine, who had crashed about the time Speed needed relief, hopped right into that car and finished the race, wound up in 10th spot. But okay. Lake is feeling the ill effects. And Dick Brooks, don't get any thoughts of putting your suit on now, but they are <laughs> looking for a relief driver for Lake. Yeah, they came down here and talked to me. They, they said uh, that they were looking for a relief driver, and they was hunting for uh, either Bobby Allison or... Uh, or Phil Parsons or somebody, and they're in a the car. You know, I was going to comment on that a few minutes ago. I can remember uh, many, many years over the last 15, 16 years that I've been here that three-quarters of the way through the race, there had been 20 drivers sitting around waiting. In fact, there might not have been but eight or ten in the race. And this just goes to show how competitive and how good these things are getting because there's not a driver to go in that car. Well, Caution is out here for the ninth time this afternoon. Apparently, debris on the racetrack. We'll double-check. There is debris. They'll send the track trucks out to clean it up. One of the NASCAR observers reported in that there was metal debris up on the racetrack. And these cautions, oftentimes, you'll hear on 
the radio or reading the papers or folks will just sit around and talk and say, well, another NASCAR caution, another caution to tighten up the field. But that's definitely not the case. Safety is the primary concern of everyone involved with running of any Winston Cup race. The fellows that are observers out on the racetrack, they're trained to take a look and assess the situation, report back to the tower, and they make the decision. If there's metal debris on the racetrack, better to drop that caution flag than to risk wrecking a race car or a driver up into the wall. So we are under caution for the ninth time today. And then this might be the critical pit stop. They can definitely go the distance from here on. So who gets back onto the racetrack first may be a big factor. And it might be in who gets the uh, right tires on the car, too. Bill Elliott and Dale Earnhardt are both taking on left side tires on their automobiles. Earnhardt has his service. He's going to beat Elliott out of the Harry Gant racing down to But Earnhardt beats them all. Gant will beat Elliott. So as they come back out of the racetrack, good pit work again is going to put the Wrangler team of Dale Earnhardt back out of the speedway first. Gant gets right out behind him, and then Bill Elliott. Well, after putting out an all-points bulletin, the Nationwide Auto Parts crew of Bob Rahilly and Butch Mock, they've located Dave Marcus, and Dave is now set to strap in behind the wheel of car number 75, and it's the second race in a row where Lakes had to climb out of that car. In one lap, they'll go racing, so uh, Dick Brooks are going to have to make a quick change. Well, he will. Dave's uh, trying to get his goggles and stuff on here and get ready. I'm not for sure. They're going to they're gonna bring him in. They're going to try to bring him in anyway if Dave can get ready to go. So uh, we'll see what happens when they change. He's on the apron of the track over in turn number three and apparently is going to come in for sure as the caution car will stay out there for the, another lap. 296 are on the board. That gives us 71 laps to go here at Darlington in the Southern 500. Add, add Mike Waltrip and A.J. Foyt to the list of retirees from this event and, of course, the car of Dave Marcus that has already gone to the garage area. Looks like 26 cars are still on the racetrack as Joe Rutman makes a pit stop. Coming up. On Motor Racing Network next Sunday, we'll be at Richmond, Virginia. In two weeks' time, Dover, Delaware. Three weeks, Martinsville, Virginia. And four weeks from now, we'll be at North Wilkesboro, North Carolina, to close out the month of September. But there's still lots of good Winston Cup racing left before the season ends. October 5th and 6th, if you're a racing junkie, so to speak, you can get 900 miles of racing at Charlotte Motor Speedway, 400 miles of late model sportsman racing Saturday, October 5th, and then the Miller High Life 500 Winston Cup race Sunday, October 6th. Then everybody gets a week off until October 20th. Rockingham, North Carolina, the Nationwide Auto Parts 500. November 3rd, it's the Atlanta Journal 500 on the Mile and a Half Super Speedway at Hampton, Georgia. And we'll close out the season, as usual, on the road course at Riverside, California, the Winston Western 500. That's Sunday, November 17th. Quickly, let's go to Dick Brooks as they complete the driver change. We're just about to go back to green flag racing. Well, they got Lake sitting in the ground. He's uh, <clears throat> trying to give him some fresh water and uh, got some rags wrapped around his neck. I'll talk to him just in a minute. They got Marcus in the car, and they're having a little bit of trouble strapping him down. Now, Marcus has done this a lot. He's a uh, relief for an awful lot of people, and uh, he's, a, he's a tough customer himself. And uh, they're getting him hooked up now, and he's going to get away without losing a lap. Pace car is on pit road. We're set to go back to green. Cale Yarborough leads Dale Earnhardt, Harry Gann, and Bill Elliott. Those are the four cars on the lead lap as they drop the green flag and they'll race back into turn one. It's going to be interesting to see what happens at this stage of the race as they haul it back into the corner and Cale gets a good jump on them. Something, meanwhile, is a miss from Harry Gant. Smoke from underneath the Skull Bandit. He has dropped off the pace. Now he gathers it back up, but there is a problem on the Harry Gant car. The leader's on the back stretch, and Gant is backpedaling through the field. Kale Yarbrough just streaking away has opened up a large gap over Dale Earnhardt, who has to contend with Terry Labonte as he tries to get a clear shot at Yarbrough. He looks to the inside of Labonte as they work in turn four. 
Here comes Earnhardt off the corner underneath Terry Labonte. He is the second-place car, but he sweeps ahead of Labonte, and he has clear sailing now on leader Cale Yarborough. Harry Gant has gone toward the back of the field. He's about halfway back and still a bit of smoke, puffing out the left side exhaust pipes on the 33 car. Harry trying to tuck himself back in line, and for the moment he is ahead of Ron Bouchard, but back at the point, Yarborough waving to the field as he pulls off to three. Behind Dale Earnhardt, Terry Labonte, Benny Parsons, and Jeff Bodine separating him from the Bill Elliott car. They're all nose to tail, everybody single file until Bodine drops out of line in turn four. When Gant came out of the throttle and slowed up in the front straightaway, it allowed Cale to open up a little bit of daylight, but that isn't the only reason. Cale has really set sail on him now. They're not reeling him in that quick. That smoke continues to come from under Earnhardt's cars. They're back in one. Bill Elliott says time to get going here. He goes beneath Jeff Bodine, and Tim Richmond follows him through that hole. So Elliott now working through traffic, trying to chase down the lead car. About eight car lengths behind Terry Labonte. That's the car that separates him from the number two car of Dale Earnhardt. The smoke still coming from the back end of the Wrangler Chevrolet. Let's check with Dick Brooks on pit road. Yeah, I've got Lake Speed sitting here on the ground. Lake, are you doing all right? You feeling all right? Just hot. I don't know. I'm, all I can figure is I must have a bug or something that I hadn't shook. Last weekend, then come back, and this weekend, you just lose all your strength. I don't, I don't know how to explain it. Five years of running, and this is the first time this ever happened. Happened two weekends in a row. It's ridiculous. Well, it's awful hot out there, and a person can get, you know, just over trying or whatever. I know I've done the same thing. About everybody else has too. You're gonna be all right, though. Oh, I'll be all right. I'm sure. It's just real disappointing to have the guys on this nationwide Pontiac work so hard, get a car that'll run up front, which shows that and then have the weak legs be the driver. All right, back to turn. Well, that's nothing to be ashamed of because this place will beat you physically. The humidity is very high here, and we've seen some relief drivers over the years ever since they've been running races at Darlington. Cale Yarborough is almost two seconds now ahead of the second-place car, Dale Earnhardt, there in four. He's almost three seconds ahead of Bill Elliott, so he is really trying to bury his top challengers at this point in the juncture of the race. They're working now on lap 304. Four cars in the lead lap as they sweep back into one. Cale Yarborough, Dale Earnhardt, Bill Elliott, and Harry Gant running along at the tail end of the lead lap has not yet made a pit stop. He's trying to hold his own. Some of the little things people miss. Ricky Rudd came off turn number two last time by. The car was wobbling in all directions. He was having trouble, nearly put it in the wall. Richard Petty was right beside him. And Richard, number one, wanted to make sure his car wasn't involved. But number two, he wanted to give Ricky as much room as he could to con control the car and get it back in the straight direction. And he just yanked the car to the left and gave Rudd all the room he needed. So heads up driving by Richard Petty. The Darlington Raceway tried to claim a couple more last time by. And now a lot of smoke off the right side of Earnhardt's car in turn one. As he comes through the corner, again, the smoke is off the turn. And we watch him as he comes by. It's difficult to see it now on the straightaway, but the smoke was still evident in the corner as Harry Gant continues to puff smoke through one and two as well. According to the stopwatch, Bill Elliott is closing in ever so slightly on Dale Earnhardt. We also want to mention two laps ago, a car that is preparing to come on pit road now, Bobby Hillen Jr. in the Trap Rock Chevrolet, hit the wall coming out of turn number four, bent the sheet metal onto the tire. It's been rubbing, and he's coming into pit road to take care of that. Barney Hall, there is a slight leak on Earnhardt's car. They think that it's uh, maybe just a pinhole in the oil pan of that car and it's getting on the exhaust and that's the smoke that we're seeing. They're not concerned that it's such a leak that he'd have to make an extra pit stop or anything of that nature. 
Harry Gant's car, meanwhile, continues to puff smoke down at turn number one, out the left exhaust pipe. Speculation they may have dropped a valve in the Skoll Bandit Chevrolet. Tim Richmond trying to get some of his three laps back, works underneath Terry Labonte off turn number four, gains one piece of real estate on the racetrack, not a position as he is three laps off the pace, and Neil Bonnet also goes under Labonte at one. Tim Richmond just might be the fastest car on the racetrack as he sweeps underneath fourth. Fifth place, Jeff Bodine picks up another position on the racetrack, but he's still three laps down. Dick Brooks is standing by in the Harry Gant pit. I was talking to Travis Carter, uh, which he talked to me a little bit, but he wasn't too interested in talking to everybody else, I suspect. But he said they think they've dropped a valve. They've certainly blown something, and uh, it's going to be a short time here, but... It's a shame for Harry Gant, who was seeking to become the fifth man in history to win back-to-back -back Southern 500s. He continues around the racetrack and will salvage what kind of finish he can. Earnhardt down in turn number one. Still a bit of smoke from the right side of his car. Every time he goes into the corner, Eli doesn't do it off the corner as well. It seems to die off off the corner, but it's as the car is leaning over in the banking that we're seeing the smoke come over. So possibly the angle of the car through the turn is a contributing factor. Kel Yarbrough now moves around Harry Gant to put him a lap down officially. Now Earnhardt and Elliott, according to the watch, are catching Kel Yarbrough. At 310 laps, four cars sit on the lead lap here at Darlington Raceway. Cale Yarbrough, the race leader, trying to win his sixth Southern 500. Dale Earnhardt riding in second. Bill Elliott is third. Trouble for Earnhardt. He's out of shape off two. He gathers it back in. What a piece of driving for Earnhardt. And the crowd and mass cheering him. That car should, by all rights, have totally come around. And he's continuing on around the racetrack. And he's going after Bill Elliott. Dives right underneath him. Elliott had passed him in the middle of the backstretch. And Earnhardt comes zipping right back and takes the spot away as they work back into the front straightaway. I suspect if it sounds like I've got feathers in my throat, it's because of eating crow. You know, <laughs> uh, he certainly got a leak, and that's not tire smoke. I'm sorry I said that. Well, it's hard to tell. It really is. When they go in the corners, and a lot of times the car will bind up or take a bite, as you said, or whatever. You will see smoke come from under the car. And it's just at the speeds they run here, it's very difficult to tell. And usually, if it is just tire smoke, you'll see it only in the corners. But Earnhardt, we've seen it a couple of times all the way around in the straightaway also. So, Barney, uh, I think it's also going to be all for Harry Gant now. The car was just kind of coughing as it came by us off turn number two. Really a rough sound, far rougher than a few laps ago. He might be deciding to cool it now after another lap or so. Okay. Gant stays on the racetrack, but he stays down against the track apron, and the engine definitely sounds off-key as he comes past, but he'll run as many laps as he can. Gant still hoping for a good posting in the Winston Cup Championship, the fourth-place point man going into this race. 312 laps complete at Darlington. Three cars are posted on the lead lap here at Darlington. The race leader, Cale Yarborough, Dale Earnhardt, and Bill Elliott all within sight of one another. One lap down. Ricky Rudd, or excuse me, Jeff Bodine will be the fourth place car. Buddy Baker is posted in fifth. Ricky Rudd and Ron Bouchard are also shown one lap down, along with Harry Gant. Two laps back, back to ninth place. That would be Terry Labonte along with Benny Parsons after his unscheduled pit stop and Neil Bonnet. But it's still far from over here at Darlington. It's far from over here even when there's 10 laps to go. But we've got 52 laps of racing left in this Southern 500 as Cale Yarbrough brings them off turn four and back towards start finish. Separation now between first and second position is still going to be a pretty healthy one as they work back into turn number one a little better than two seconds. Bill Elliott still just pacing himself here this afternoon. Long ways to go. That Winston Million had to be on his mind all day. And I think if he could have stayed up front and maybe raced real hard like he did in the front, it would take a little bit of the pressure off, as Ned pointed out earlier. When you're busy out there in a race car and trying to get the job done, you don't have time to think about things. 
but he's still got plenty of time to do it here at Darlington this afternoon. There's no doubt that every fan in this place is pulling for him here. Here's Kale out of turn number four, five-time Southern 500 winner as Earnhardt just dirt tracks out of the corner in the Wrangler machine and hangs it out, takes it back into turn number one. Kale told us the other day here that even he kind of sentimentally was pulling for Elliott to win the Winston Million, but Kale said, what trouble oh, in turn two? It's Earnhardt. He does loop the car this time. He'll rim ride it around. He makes contact with the left side of the automobile. It now comes around again. Everybody else manages to miss him. What a piece of driving again, not only by Earnhardt to maintain his cool once he got the car righted, but everybody else went by him in the crowd, giving Earnhardt and everyone a standing O back here. But it was just a matter of time, unfortunately, for Earnhardt. He was having his we're under caution. Tenth one of the day for Dale Earnhardt. Spent off turn number two, and we'll see everyone back on the pits here in just a moment at lap 318. Darrell Waltrip still out there limping around trying to get a good finish as is Harry Gant and finish as high as they can for the Winston Cup points chase. And Earnhardt did indeed do one heck of a piece of driving and give a call to Bill Elliott. He was running right along behind Earnhardt and made the right decision and dived underneath him, almost got into the inside pit wall to keep from slamming into Earnhardt. Barney, that had to be a really tough choice for Elliott to make. Here's Earnhardt coming along up the high side, spins the car, looks like it might stay against the wall. Nope, it starts to come off the wall, and how far down will it come? Elliott looked like he was just about a foot and a half away from making the wrong move, a move that might have cost him a million dollars. Let's go to Pitt Road. Well, he's in the pits right now getting a change of right side tires. We had walked down and asked Dan Elliott if there was any oil coming out of Earnhardt's car on his windshield. Elliott had dropped back a little bit, and that probably was very smart on his part. They said he hadn't said anything about it. Elliott's going to beat him out of the pits on this side. He's going to beat Kale out. Here comes Kale Yarbrough, and it looks like Bill Elliott will be here as well. Kale took right side tires net here on the back pits. He pitted very, very quickly, and the crew got him in and out in a hurry. But as they come past us, Elliott will lead him back down towards the pace car. Let's update on Earnhardt. His car moved quickly away from the spin in turn number two, came right around to pit road and got service from Richard Childress, Kirk Shalmerty, and the crew. As we get ready to go back to green at Darlington, South Carolina, three cars are still being posted on the lead lap. Bill Elliott is the leader. Kale rides second, and Earnhardt is caught back in the middle of traffic there on this restart, but he is still on the lead lap. As they come out of turn four, Elliott comes up through the gearbox in a hurry as Harold Kinder waves the green. 322 laps are on the board as they race for the 367 here this afternoon. Elliott takes them back to one. Kale follows him right through. Jeff Bodine, who was a lap down, tried to get his lap back. He couldn't. Bobby Hillen tags the wall between turns one and two. He bounces off and continues along as the lead cars head to turn three. Kale Yarborough goes to the inside. He's going for the lead. He's got it as they go into turn three. Elliott tucks in behind him. Now he goes down to the low side to try to grab the lead back. Best racing of the day has been up in three and four as Elliott sneaks a peek underneath Kale Yarborough. They almost touch coming out of turn number four, and Elliott has to drop in line, single file. Ron Bouchard picks up a couple of spots a little bit further back of the field. They're single file into one. Dale Earnhardt, the other car in the lead lap, still caught in traffic. He is about the tenth car in line behind, obviously, a number of cars that are a lap down. Off turn two, nose to tail, Yarborough and Elliott. They have the party to themselves right now. They head into turn three, nose to tail. A little bit of a clarification on that last lap. They hit two times first going into three then coming out of four treble Yarborough's car erupts in a plume of smoke Elliott dives to the inside the engine has exploded and the Hardys Ford and Elliott does get by Elliott came through the smoke as the caution does come out of the speedway and Kale 
limps down to the inside of the racetrack, and that is a lucky break not only for Bill Elliott, but for the entire field in the fact that Cale did not put anything down on the speedway. Had he dumped oil all over that racetrack, everybody would have been in the wall in turn four. But it's all over for Cale Yarborough here at Darlington as he limps through the turns one and two area. And Barney here on the back pit area where Cale has been pitting. We look midway down the pits, and you want to talk about a bunch of dejected guys, people who are taking their headsets off, their communications. They are just looking around. Waddell still has his headset on, and he's going to check the car. Kale has brought it to a stop on the back pitch. The hood is going to go up, and they're going to put in some extra Union 76 fuel just in case they can get the car going again. But those guys most ejected on the back stretch. Going to be a big break for Dale Earnhardt and Ed Jarrett because he had to flat spot those tires as hard as he spun that car over there a moment ago, and he'll get to come in now. They can make a couple of adjustments and maybe put on two more and help him at least a little bit. Well, there's only two cars now in the lead lap, and that's Earnhardt and Bill Elliott. Both of them are in the pits. Both of them getting left side tires at the moment. Bill Elliott has his service, and he's going to beat Bill or Dale Earnhardt. Bonnie and Benny Parsons race down pit road. Earnhardt still in the pits. There's a good bit of sheet metal damage to the front. Dale has just left the back pit area, and he did beat the pace car out of the back pits. He had the green sign, and he kept on trucking, and the smoke didn't seem to be nearly as severe when he left the pits. We'll have to get an update again. Waddell and the crew waiting for him to come back around one more time. Well, it's a pretty good bit. It looks like it's coming. Uh, could be the rear end smoke, or, of course, the oil lines run to the oil tank is actually in the back of the car back in the trunk. It's not up uh, underneath the engine in front like what would be called a wet sump. The dry sump system keeps all the oil in the back of the car, but some kind of line or fitting or something has come off on Cale Yarborough's car as now it seems he gets up toward turn number three and the smoke dissipates a bit. Mike, they did not pop the rear deck on that car. They went to work under the hood of the automobile for whatever little bit that can help. And again, Waddell and the crew still standing out on pit road. They've got the sign out again, so I'm sure they're expecting Cale for another visit. It certainly is not a blown engine, that's for sure, because the way Cale came back out of the pits and he's been running on the racetrack, it is something else, and there does not appear to be any smoke coming out of the header pipes at all. So the complexion on this race has changed again. It looked like earlier, maybe even as early as 40 laps ago, there were going to be five cars in there dicing for the lead, and all of a sudden, a host of them from Harry Gant to Dale Earnhardt's having problems. The hood is up on Earnhardt's car. Let's go to the pits. All They're trying to cool it off right now, uh, Barney Hall. They are adding water to it. The way the front end is bashed down on it, it's got about half of the grill closed in, so he's not getting as much air as he normally would, so they're cooling it down. Let's go to Dick Brooks. Well, I was just standing there, and they were cutting the fenders and stuff away. I think the caution was a blessing for them because they had a left front rubbing pretty hard, and uh, and it's going to get them a chance to cool it a little bit, but mainly it's going to get them... They, they took a wrench and cut that... Uh, the fender off the left front tire so I think the caution was really a blessing for them they they seem to be running all right Kale is back in the back pit area again the hood has gone up they have attended to the automobile and now they're pushing it off again but uh, evidently the car now it does fire and we really couldn't see what they were doing we're here in turn number two so all we saw was the back of the car and the hood but they again never went to the rear deck of the automobile whatever repairs they had to make could be made from under the hood well they're working hard to keep Kale on the lead lap NASCAR reports that Yarborough did not lose a lap that huge plume of smoke that came out of the car in turn number four apparently the result of a a broken or burst oil line or fitting and try to get that repaired and keep Kale on the lead lap and within a chance to win his six Southern 500. But the wounded cars that are roaming around this racetrack, Harry Gant's car continues to puff smoke like a steam locomotive every time he goes down into turn number one. Earnhardt, much of that is tire smoke now. Still might be a bit out of the header pipes. And here comes Kale around through turns one and two. And it looks like he will try to catch up with the line this time. Don't know if he'll duck onto pit road. 
Ron Bouchard makes a brief pit stop, gets back up in line, and no, Kale will stay on the racetrack, so they may feel they have the problem corrected. Set to go back to green here at Darlington. They're indicating now that Jeff Bodine and Buddy Baker might have gotten back on the lead lap, and if they are, they will be on the tail end of it as Bill Elliott is the leader, and they're directly ahead of him as the Pontiac pace car dives in behind the pit wall. Harold Kinder waves the green, and we'll go racing once again as they zip down the front straightaway and take it back into turn number one. Neil Bonnet races with Elliott into the corner, trying to get one of his laps back. Working on the low side of the racetrack, Neil Bonnet now. He has the inside covered. Outside of him is Tim Rich at this moment behind those two cars you have Bodine then you have Rudd and Baker before you first get to Bill Elliott's car. Bill Elliott swings around Joe Rutman. Cale Yarbrough tries to follow him through. Yarbrough's caught up to the high side in, in turn three. Almost got a piece of the wall but he reels it back in. Elliott's now working on the back bumper of Ricky Rudd. Still a bit of smoke out of Cale Yarbrough's car. NASCAR officials watching to see if they're going to be able to leave him on the racetrack the way it is or not. Leaders back in one. Bill Elliott finds the inside groove to his liking. Obviously, he'll go beneath Ricky Rudd's car. Cale still showing a little smoke, as you've said. He is sandwiched in behind Joe Rutman and ahead of Ron Bouchard. Then right behind Bouchard is Dale Earnhardt, also on the lead lap. Bill Elliott goes to the outside of Buddy Baker, grabs that spot. Now just in front of him, Tim Richmond, Jeff Bodine, and Neil Bonnet as they work up in turn four. Richmond goes to the inside of Bodine. Richmond down to the inside. Now they're also indicating that the motorcraft car of Ricky Rudd is back on the lead lap. Here's Elliott has to take the inside groove this time as he stacks them too wide down in turn one, trying to find himself some breathing room. Well, he's found that when he has to push the button, he is going in a hurry. He's picking off a car or two each time down the straightaways. This time off turn two, he'll just follow in the tire tracks of Jeff Bodine, Elliott the leader. Trouble for Tim Richmond. He lost a cotter pin on his roof, and now it flies off on the back straightaway. Last time in turn number four, part of the hood came loose, and this time apparently it came flying off on the back straightaway. He's now on the apron of the racetrack, and it looked like he was heading for pit road. No, he'll come back out onto the racetrack. And caution will come out as that hood is apparently sitting on the back straightaway. So quickly, we're under caution again, and this would mark the 12th time we've been under the yellow flag today. Lap 332 for the hood off Tim Richmond's old Milwaukee car that comes flying off on the back straightaway. This one has turned into the what's going to happen next 500. 12 cautions. The last one now for Tim Richmond's hood which came off the car down on the back straightaway, and they've dropped the caution flag. Jeff Bodine makes a quick pit stop. He had raced the leaders back to the caution flag and gotten back on the lead lap here. Earnhardt makes a quick stop as well and gets out before the pace car brings the field around here on lap 334. Totally unbelievable here at Darlington, <laughs> but it always is when we come here, whether it's the Trans-South 500 in the spring or the Southern 500. They're ready to go back to green this turn around as the Pontiac pace car is picking up speed to dive onto pit road. Here's the situation. Bill Elliott is the leader. Cale Yarborough still trailing a little smoke. is right behind him in second spot. Earnhardt is posted third, still on the lead lap, but he's back in lap traffic back there and will have to thread his way back to the front. Jeff Bodine also is being posted on the lead lap, and those are the only four cars that are. Harold Kinder waves the green, and Elliott takes them back into turn number one. And if there's ever a time to get away from the field and put some daylight on them right now, this is it. Well, Elliott is now pulled off by four car lanes. Buddy Baker trying to get in line. He'll get in line right behind Elliott and ahead of Yarborough. Now Rudd gets in ahead of Bodine while Earnhardt's in traffic. Hale had some trouble coming out of turn number two. The car cocked sideways, and he had to 
get out of the throttle. And here comes Ricky Rudd to the inside of Cale Yarbrough. He may have some trouble. Bodine closes in. That's a battle for second. Rudd's got a strong horse as he comes underneath Cale Yarbrough. He is now being shown one lap down and in the sixth position. Right behind him is Bodine, and Bodine will be racing Cale for the spot. But Jeffrey can't get going because with Rudd ahead of him and Bouchard right behind him, he couldn't vary. And all of this has allowed Bill Elliott to start pulling off. Bill has two seconds right now on Cale Yarbrough as they head off to three. He has three car lengths on Buddy Baker, and then it's another eight car lengths back to Cale Yarbrough. That's the cushion for the Coors for Thunderbird as it works now in turn three and four. Harry Gant slows completely in the back straightaway, drops down on the apron of the track as this crowd is screaming for Bill Elliott. Caution is out, Barney. Debris down on the first corner. A lot of apparently, it looks like oil down in the first and second turns, and the leader, Bill Elliott, took the flag as he came across. So quickly, in the space of 20 laps here, we've had now three caution flags. This one will be the 13th of the day, and we're probably on our way to a record for the number of yellow flags in one Southern 500. Pace cars behind the pit wall. We're set to go racing as Elliott comes up through the gearbox. Harold Kinder waves the green, and again, Bill will try to put as much daylight on the field as he can, but Cale stays with him. He's just a car length back as they work into turn one. The other cars on the lead lap, Bodine and Earnhardt, have gotten themselves shuffled in behind cars that are side by side. Bouchard, who is somewhat out of shape, and gathers it back in, and Buddy Baker's car off turn two. A car length is Elliott's edge. They streak down the back straightaway. Cale closes in as they move to turn three. Buddy Baker separates Jeff Bodine from the Yarborough car. That's for the second spot. In the turns, Cale gives it up just a bit, loses a couple of car lengths to Elliott. 25 laps to go this time by to see who wins the Southern 500. Bill Elliott picks up a lot of ground going into turn number three on Cale Yarborough. Dives it down into one. And that's been the story. The turns have worked well for Elliott at times today, especially now when he's got the car seemingly dialed in as best he has all afternoon long. It's now three car lanes over Yarborough and a good second and a half back to Bodine and Earnhardt. Good battle there as Earnhardt closes in on Jeff Bodine. He had some ideas about going to the inside of the Levi Garrett Chevrolet, but he decides better of it. They go nose to tail in turn three. There's probably more pressure on Bill Elliott right now than there has been all day long, even though he's riding out front. Now he knows how close he is to putting the Winston Million in his pocket. He needs to stay out of trouble and just keep daylight between himself and Cale Yarborough. The interval now, three car lengths. Boy, the way the folks are partying back here right now, if Bill takes that million dollar check home, this will be better than any South Carolina football game or any event you've ever seen. Elliott leads by five car lengths. Trouble for Dale Earnhardt. Neil Bonnet goes by, so does Ron Bouchard and Tara Labonte, so apparently problems for the Wrangler Chevrolet. He's working up to speed in turn three, but a number of cars have gone by and he's backing up in the field. Out of turn four, back to the start-finish line. 345 laps down, 22 to go as Elliott hauls them back off to turn one. The way they're running now, Bill Elliott comes almost to the midpoint of turns one and two before the car slips up the half groove. Yarborough takes just about the similar line. Bodine is going a bit differently. He's running a bit of a higher line, and Earnhardt now pulls to the inside. One thing we've noticed, the fans got on their feet at the drop of the green flag this last time, and they haven't sat down yet. They're not about to as we come to the conclusion of the Southern 500. Elliott it leads him out of turn four. Has to be frustration for Dale Earnhardt as all he can do is watch the cars drive around him after having one of the best handling cars and running cars here all day as they take it back into turn one and put 345 laps on the board. The interval has stretched a little bit between Bill Elliott and Cale Yarborough. It's now almost three quarters of a second as he crosses the start finish line. Dale Earnhardt has apparently lost the engine up at turn number three and the cars slide through the oil as caution is out for the 14th time this afternoon. Bill Elliott brings them off turn four to the caution flag. Cale Yarborough second. Third will remain Jeff Bodine. And Earnhardt will coast to the garage area. And the fellow who is known as one tough customer 
Barney, there just didn't seem to be a place that he couldn't or wouldn't put his race car today to gain a spot, pass a lap car, do anything he could to deny Bill Elliott the million bucks and win the Southern 500 for his own. He just drove his hind end off, as they say, down south here today, and it all went up in smoke for him just a minute ago over there. But everybody's run good. As we pointed out when we first came on the air this afternoon, there are half a dozen to a dozen cars came here, ran the best in practice they'd ever run, and felt like they had a good chance to deny Bill Elliott a shot at the Winston Million. But the key for Elliott today is staying out of trouble, driving his kind of race, and just surviving. Let's go to the garage. They line up for the restart on the backstretch near Mark Garrow. Well, Bill Elliott all week long has been very cool and very calm about the procedures and leading up to the Southern 500, but you have to think right now that his heart is just pumping a little bit quicker, the adrenaline pumping just a little bit harder. He knows that $1 million is just, just out of his grasp now, just by inches from his fingertips. He lines up Kale Yarbrough behind him. Don't count out Jeff Bodine. He's on the lead lap, tucked in right behind Kale Yarbrough. Pace car off the track, ready for green. Well, we can't give this one to anybody yet because there's still quite a bit of racing to go. With 354 on the board, Harold Kinder says get at it again with that green flag, and they do as they move back into turn number one, and Elliott again will try to put as much daylight on the field as he can. Some 13 laps remaining as Elliott leads, but he cannot shake Cale Yarborough, who's right there with him, nose to tail. Bodine is further back as he got caught up in traffic and was somewhat out of shape himself coming off two. Bodine got a bad start. He's now three cars separate him from the top two cars. Buddy Baker, Neil Bonnet, Ron Bouchard between him and Cale Yarborough. Two car length lead for Elliott. They work in turn four. Another big battle right in the middle of the leaders. Baker, Bonnet, and Bouchard are all racing for fourth spot and have all had a pretty good run today. But the two leaders out ahead of the field. Here's the battle for fourth spot going into one. It's Buddy Baker who has a low groove covered, so that denies Neil Bonnet an opportunity. But Neil tries to draw alongside Kent. He'll have to go single file off two while Elliott leads by a car length and a half over Kale. Elliott stretches it just a bit down into turn number three. The car length gap is now expanded to three. Here comes Neil Bonnet. He pulls right up tight to the Oldsmobile of Buddy Baker there. Nose to tail in turn four. That'll be a battle all the way down to the wire here this afternoon for that spot as Neil takes a look on the inside and can't find any running room. Tucks it back in as they go into turn one and his final laps wind down to the Southern 500. I asked Elliot yesterday if, if it comes up to this kind of situation, is there any problem on this racetrack? Any place that really gives you a kind of a hassle? Way around it. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I've been pretty fortunate here. The first time I came here, I got around a racetrack pretty well, and it's been good to me. So, you know, whatever happens this race, I guess, will happen. But in the past, it's been good to me. Bill Elliott takes him down into the first corner. Cale Yarbrough is about half a second, about eight car lengths behind him. And right back of them, Buddy Baker and Neil Bonnet continue to battle for fourth spot. Bonnet got underneath Baker that time. Couldn't do anything with him. They're single file on the back stretch. Car length separate the Oldsmobile of Buddy Baker, the Budweiser, Chevrolet, and Neil Bonnet. It appears Jeff Bodine's out of the hunt for the top spot. He's now riding it out in the third spot. A good run for him today. Meanwhile, the leaders work out of four. Elliott continues to walk away from Yarborough. A lot of drivers just trying to hang on for a finish here this afternoon, but for Bill Elliott, there has to be some dollar signs in his eyes as he heads back into turn number one and frustration in Cale Yarborough's eyes. Eli Gold is all he can do is watch Elliott drive away. All he can do is run himself, but with what Cale has gone through today, being still within shooting distance here is quite an accomplishment with nine laps to go. Down into turn number three. Elliott, the same groove he's been using since that last caution period. He stays very clear of the walls, running a very conservative line. You have to believe he wants no part of the Darlington stripe now. 
Back down to the start-finish line, another lap will go up on the board, and every fan in the place on their feet watching Bill Elliott for any kind of telltale smoke, any kind of problem on that car. But right now, everything is very much his way. He's off turn two. Race fans hardly ever leave a track early, but if anybody is left here today, you can count them on the fingers of both hands. This place is still jammed. Neil Bonnet draws up inside of Buddy Baker. That is a battle for the fourth position. He's got the spot as the leaders work in turns three and four. Elliott stretches it just a bit more. Off turn four, back to the start-finish line. 360 laps on the board, seven to go. And Baker's race has gone up in smoke. Buddy Baker, who was running in fourth, was going to have his best finish of the season. A lot of smoke from behind his Oldsmobile, and he coasts into pit road. And that'll be all for Baker. Leaders in two. That happened in the middle of the back straightaway as he just cut the car to the apron of the racetrack and coasted on around. Elliott still leads by two car lengths. Cale Yarborough has turned up the, the wick just a little bit. He has appeared to stabilize the distance between his car and Elliott's. He's still got a long way to go if he hopes to catch him. They're in turn four. A million-dollar ride for Bill Elliott here this afternoon. 361 on the board. Here he is across the line. And if you were here, you could hear the fans screaming in the background. They've been doing it all day long. And it's getting louder. Elliott's back in turn two. And you are right. These folks are just partying it up here in Darlington as they watch Bill Elliott. We've got folks here who have all sorts of rooting allegiances now waving their hats at Elliott as he goes by. Elliott's running strong, but he can't shake the muddy might from Timmonsville, South Carolina. Kale Yarbrough continues to stay there. If anything happens to Elliott, he's going to be there to gobble up the victory in the Southern 500. Off turn four, five laps to go. And each one of them could be worth about $200,000 to awesome Bill from Dawsonville. But Cale Yarborough's closing the gap down in one. Cale's within two car lanes now, maybe two and a half. He'll take an identical groove to that of Bill Elliott off the number two corner. Cale now cuts it just a bit closer than does Elliott and narrows it to two car lanes. Everybody may be watching the lead pack and Bill Elliott's chase for the million dollars, but behind them a wild scramble, Ricky Rudd. Terry Labonte along with Kyle Petty, Benny Parsons right behind Jeff Bonine. They've been going at it hammer and tong. Leaders now working to turn four. No matter how good the racing gets back in the field from here on out, the crowd is going to watch one car, and that will be the Coors Ford of Bill Elliott to see indeed if he can just keep it in a straight line and between the walls. Still a good healthy margin on Cale Yarborough, about what, 10 car lengths, Eli Gold? Just about 10 car lengths or so, and again, the thing we watch here, people with all sorts of racing team hats and jackets all now pulling for Bill Elliott. I don't know about Bill Elliott behind the wheel, but my heart's doing a little bit of funny stuff right now because the thought of some driver winning a million dollars after just one race is kind of mind-boggling. He continues to lead out of turn four. Three laps to go, and Cale just can't do anything with him. Yarborough, who had a power steering line come off and looked like he'd blown up the engine and gone out of the race. All he can do is look at the back bumper of Elliott's car. Three laps to go. A vintage day here. Not only is a man running for a million bucks, but we've seen 14 car, 14 caution laps so far, or caution periods. And at this moment, Bill Elliott continues to lead. The red, white, and gold. Melling cores forward down into turn number three. Elliott, again, using that very fine line in turn three, now rides it up to the wall. As he gets to turn four, cuts it low and heads for the start-finish line. He'll have two laps to go. And Lake Speed brings the nationwide Pontiac back into the pits as Elliott works his way around this racetrack, and these fans will go crazy here this afternoon if Bill Elliott pockets the Winston Million, and right now it looks like he will. He's back in two. As they work off the corner, Ernie Elliott probably thinking, I hope Jerry Long remembered to make the deposit because off turn number two, Bill within shouting distance of the money. Elliott puts the hammer down, and the course forward pulls away from Kale Yarbrough.
will be a million dollars richer, the richest day for one driver in the history of motorsports. He's taken the white flag from Harold Kinder. He's back in turn one for the last time. And still, he is not varying his line. He slips just a bit up from the low side of the racetrack to the middle groove off turn number two. People who have been watching without emotion all day now waving wildly as Elliott's on the backstretch. Elliott hustles down the backstretch for the final time. No lap traffic. Nobody to block his path to the checkered flag. Elliott now midway between turns three and four looking for one million Here's Bill Elliott out of turn number four. Harold Kinder has the checkered flag in hand, and Elliott takes it and wins the Winston Million and the Southern 500. What a win for Bill Elliott here this afternoon. Dick Brooks is standing in his pits. You you just wouldn't believe. Well, you probably would believe. I wouldn't believe unless I'd seen it. Everybody here can see it. These people have gone crazy. They were standing on a wall for the last two laps. First of all, that's a no-no. NASCAR's never let nobody do that ever. They didn't say nothing to them. They've got kids in the pits. That here's 10, 12 years old. They were standing on a wall. Nobody said anything about it. This has got to be the biggest thing that's ever happened to stock car racing, especially in the South, man, or to racing anybody. There's people crying, there's people shouting, people hollering, people hugging, and I can't get over it because the laws are hollering at me. And right also, Cale Yarborough pulled alongside of Bill Elliott in the middle of the backstretch, and I'm sure Cale was giving him a thumbs-up sign saying, heck of a job today, as Elliott pulls onto pit road. We'll be back at Darlington in a moment. At the Darlington Raceway, Bill Elliott is in one of the convertibles being taken around the speedway so the fans can take a look at him and see the happiness on his face, and Ned Jarrett is in that car. Boy, what a happy fellow he is, Barney Hall. Bill, can you believe it? Has it hit home yet? I'll tell you what, I could jump up now and jump off this car and run faster. I believe I could run faster the last lap once the car run. Well, I tell you, you went through a lot out there today to win it. I'll tell you what, they say I couldn't handle pressure. I don't know after today. I think I did a pretty good job. What was going through your mind when all the things were happening in front of you? You dodged several wrecks and then uh, knowing that a million dollars was at stake. Well, I just tried to keep my cool, Ned, and do, I felt like what it takes to drive this racetrack is run a racetrack and then not let, it, let everybody else worry about themselves. You had to have a feeling that practically every one of these 100,000 or so fans here, as you waved to them on the backstretch, were pulling for you. No doubt about it, and I appreciate every single one of them. Well, Jerry Law, president of R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company, is here with us. Jerry, a happy moment for Winston. Well, this is one of the greatest moments ever in the history of Winston Cup racing, and it couldn't be a greater guy to win it than Bill Elliott. And I think the fans here, the thousands of them all over the country, not just here at Darlington, are really appreciating. They love Bill Elliott, and we couldn't be more than happy to pay the million dollars to Bill. Got your pocket? Oh, we have it right in our pocket. And when Bill said before there was people who said you couldn't handle pressure, I don't think there's ever been an athlete in any sport in history handle more pressure than Bill Elliott did today. He's the greatest, and he proved it. Well, I'll tell you, it is a history-making day here at the Darlington Raceway. Bill, I noticed you didn't reach your hand out for Jerry Long when you got in here to see if he had that <laughs> Well, I really wasn't worried about it. I think I was more impressed with doing it than the money, actually, Ned. Well, you've said that the money didn't really mean that was not the great motivator for you. Well, it wasn't really. I felt like that. I just like to do it on account of being the first one to do it. Well, I'll tell you, you have certainly done that and pulled off a super win here today. His 10th of the season makes him $1 million richer, Barney. It's going to put a lump in a lot of people's throat to see the young driver from Dawsonville, Georgia, accomplish what he has here today. And it's going to be a, several weeks before it's going to really soak in what he has done. Barney, he's won 10 pole positions. He's now won 10 super speedway races. He's won 12 of his last 18 super speedway races, two second places, 
two fourth places, a sixth, an 18th, and a 29th. But what a phenomenal record, and the fans on the front straightaway are all on their feet and giving him just a tremendous ovation as he comes past the start-finish line, and he will be going to victory lane. The fireworks are going off over just behind turn two, and that may be Eli Gold falling out of his stand <laughs> over there, the way the fans have been carrying on all afternoon. But it is indeed, I don't think there's a probably a fan in the place. It isn't tickled to death for Bill Elliott. Let's go down to victory lane. Here in victory lane, they are just turning loose, I think, about 20,000 $1 million bills, but they don't look too negotiable, but I'll tell you, there's a mad scramble to try to get it. In here is Bill France, Jr., president of NASCAR. Bill, a historic day for Winston Cup racing. Yes, it is, Ned. It's a great day, and uh, all the NASCAR organization extends its congratulations to the Elliott uh, race team or the Melling race team. Uh, with a good, clear sponsorship. They did a great job, and... Uh, it's just an exciting day for motorsports. Well, congratulations to you folks for bringing our sport to where it is today. Well, thank you, Ned. It takes a lot of people, and uh, uh, just, just watching this crowd. You know, the, nobody in the grandstand is left. They're all here. They're all watching this, and usually they're, they're making a dash for the, A lot of folks are making a dash for the gates, and uh, it's quite a day. It's a well, historic let's, day. Let's get us one of these million-dollar bills. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to pick up a souvenir down there because one of these days, a lot of folks will talk about this for a long, long time. They certainly will this week. It's all over here at Darlington, and Bill Elliott has won the Winston Millions. The celebration continues here for Bill Elliott. Let's go to Ned Jarrett. Well, Martha Elliott has a big smile on her face. A million dollars richer. Martha, how about that? I don't know. I've never had one. Or yet, part of it, nothing like it. It's just un something you just dream of, but you never think you'll ever get it. Now, I'm sure that every lady out there, race fan listening in here today, say, boy, if my husband could win a million dollars, you know, I could do this and I could do that. What about you? I'm going to continue doing exactly what I've been doing for the last year. Kill, keep working at the shop, doing my thing, and just following the racing. Well, it was... How about, was, were there some anxious moments out there for you today? Were you no, nervous? The last hundred laps when the cautions kept coming out, I really was. It had me worried. You never worry till the last hundred laps. That's when it all counts anyway. Well, our congratulations here on MRN to the Elliott family. Well, we thank everybody, and I know they've all been pulling hard for us. Let's take you back through the field a ways before we leave the air as we're a little short of time here. Bill Elliott, of course, is the winner, getting his Winston Million here at Darlington this afternoon. Cale, good run for him, comes up in second position. Jeff Bodine will finish third. Neil Bonnet, fourth. Ron Bouchard, fifth. Sixth position to Ricky Rudd, seventh to the Piedmont Airlines car of Terry Labonte. Benny Parsons ends up, not a bad run at all today for Benny, in eighth position. Ninth spot goes to Joe Rutman. Tenth is Kyle Petty. Eleventh, Tim Richmond. In twelfth spot, Richard Petty. The thirteenth position to Bobby Hillen. Give a call to him also. Good race for Bobby Hillen Jr. here today. Fourteenth, Kenny Schrader. And fifteenth position to Buddy Baker. Next stop for him will be Richmond, Virginia next weekend. And Folks up in that area right now, the ticket office will be open all week long. You see some real fender banging and close quarter action up there. It's always an exciting race. Let's go back down below. Well, Ernie Elliott, who uh, engineered this course forward here, is a big smile on his face. Ernie, were there times that you had doubts? Oh, yeah, I'll tell you, you know, I got to thank the good Lord, but i tell you, there was times I didn't have very much faith this evening. I, <laughs> it really got, you know, things got kind of dim there for a while. You know, we just kept blistering tires and, just couldn't get things straightened out, but, uh, you know, everything came through in the end, and, uh, you know, I just got to thank, you know, I got to thank my crew, you know, and Bill, he just, you know, he stayed in there and just dug all day long, and, and uh, you know, everybody's been too good, so good to us all along, you know, Winston for putting up this enormous amount of money, you know, and, you know, a few years ago, there was unheard of to race for money like this, and, uh, you know, our sponsor, Coors, and our car owner, Harry Melling, and Champion, and Union, and Goodyear, and all the people that 
you know, that contribute to the sport, it just means so much, you know, everything just adds up and means so much. Well, this means so much to the entire sport, not only to the Elliott family. Well, we're glad it does. You know, I hope that, you know, I hope that what this does for racing makes it a lot better for everybody else. I don't think there's any question about that, Barney. No, I th I, Ned, I think you're right. It, it's certainly true. Our thanks to Eli Gold and the Hooters, who we heard from up over atop turn number two. Mark Garrow perched precariously up above turn number four. Two-time Grand National Champion Ned Jarrett and Dick Brooks, who patrolled pit road in the garage for us today. Thanks to Louise Frazier and Martha Mew on the scoring loop. Our spotters, Claudette Gold and Jack Canavan, a pit runner, Bill Sloboda, and assistant engineer, Nelson Crozier. Motor Racing Network Classics is a production of the Motor Racing Network with studios in Concord, North Carolina. Remember to visit MRN.com for all the latest news and information. Any use of the accounts or descriptions contained in this broadcast must be with the express written permission of NASCAR and the Motor Racing Network.